welcome to Count Creepy Head Saturday Morning Monster Mash. Blah! <laughs> Welcome, everybody, to episode 15 of Count Creepyhead's Saturday Morning Monster Mash, officially the second longest relationship I've ever had in my life. (laughs) Fifteen! You can count that using just hands. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why, but that's hilarious. Um... How's everybody doing? Did you guys have a nice, relaxing week, or has it been crazy and hectic like mine? Uh, crazy and hectic. Lots of work. Me too. Uh, a, a little bit in between. Um, there's somebody in my life that sometimes they get inspired, like the inspiration fairy kind of kisses them on the cheek, and they get this idea that, like, by God, we're going to do this crazy thing right now. and Sometimes I kick and scream and I just fight tooth and nail because I want to play Legends of Zelda Breath of the Wild. Other times I'm like, you know what? That's a great idea. Let's do it. Despite the fact that I'm maybe not 100% yet, uh, I have some sort of horrible bubonic plague for my daughter. Um, Actually, no, not my daughter. Some little booger factory she goes to school with because she's fine. (laughs) But uh, we decided to completely remodel and clean our garage yesterday and it's been neglected for like four years and uh i'm exhausted and i have a headache and everything smells like dust and uh spiders but (laughs) we we got rid of our ancient plastic shelves that i had had forever that i transferred into the garage when we bought the house i used to hold all my toys now we have like proper metal shelving and all the totes match instead of our weird totes with mismatched lids and tape and it's nice. Adulting. That sounds Yay. nice. <laughs> I did find a bag of spawn toys that I forgot that I had that I'm going to put up at some point. Um, remember the Wetworks figures that were kind of boring in Series 1 and then Series 2? They got all crazy. Yep. Yes. And there was a character, Grail, who was like either clear blue or clear red. Mm-hmm. So I have the clear blue one. And I forgot that I had parts of the gravedigger toy like i don't have the bendy demons readily available or packed away but i have the actual mummy wrapped head that's tilted sideways and the shovel on the tombstone backpack i think i got the name wrong but um no i, I think that up. is either gra- gravedigger or gravekeeper i can't remember something like that and then i found some uh secret wars toys that i forgot that i had i have uh, a magneto and a dr octopus so nice um, no tentacles, no Dr. Octopus, no shields or anything like that, but I love those toys. So yeah, I'm probably I, gonna I still have up. my Iron Man and uh, Black Spidey. Yeah, God, those are. I had Kang was the only one I had for the longest time as a kid. Mm-hmm. And because of that, I have this like soft spot for Kang. The Conqueror, <laughs> just because I had the toy as a kid, like in reality, the character is stupid. Um, granted, he's the big bad in Marvel right now, but, mm-hmm. um, you know, purple helmet, weirdo, very Kirby. But, like, as a kid, I had Kang, so I have a soft spot for how ridiculous he is. That's um, why I really like Baron Zemo, for the same reason, because I had the Secret Wars Baron Zemo toy as a kid. 
Yeah, it's just something you get attached to. You have it as a kid, and now you're partial to it for whatever reason. Yep. Um, yep. So, hey, I'm rooting for you, Kang, in the Marvel Universe. So I hope you get a good run. Uh, <laughs> so some notes before we get going. Uh, as we go into October, we have all made the joint decision that we're going to take the last week of October off because it's like a holy holiday. With Halloween and everything, we're all going to be really busy doing horror nerd stuff. So, at some point, we are going to record a special episode of a special topic that's going to be a surprise that week of Halloween. So, I'm going to spoil the surprise. It's going to be like two hours of the sound of us eating cereal. Yep, that's it. <laughs> that's it. It's going to be the us inspecting our kids' candy special, where you get to listen to <laughs> us. Taste test every single Reese's peanut butter pumpkin for poison and razor blades. And the only way to be sure is to eat the whole thing. You know, yeah. just in case someone really, really wanted to, you know, give out the edibles that they'd paid lots of money for to children that they don't know for no reason. <laughs> right. Josh, why do edibles taste like crap? You know, I've had some really good ones and some really bad ones. Uh, over overall, I'll agree. But over the past few years, I feel like they've uh, they've come sort of leaps and bounds. It's weird. Um, you would think that like you don't taste it, and you're just eating a cookie, and then you go on a magical journey. But no, you really it tastes like long clippings. And <laughs> <laughs> if you're kind of if gross. you're lucky. Um. Anyways, yeah. To all the parents out there. Or our parents that did that to us as kids, checking the candy for poison and razor blades. It took me until I was about, I don't know, 38, 39 to realize what you were doing. But screw you. (laughs) Uh, You owe me like 15 years of Butterfingers. You rat bastards. (laughs) Anyway. um, Show and tell, guys. What you get? Anything cool? I know, Mike, you got Violator. Yep. I sure did, and it's freaking awesome. I, I absolutely agree. love that figure. Um, I <laughs> immediately went out and, and uh, ordered the uh, Redeemer figure as well. Now, it did arrive today, but I haven't opened the box yet, so I'm sure I'll be talking about that next week. No, you know Redeemer has a variant. Oh, I didn't know that. So, McFarlane being McFarlane has like a chaste version of Redeemer where his wings are green. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it's nothing drastic, but yeah, that's uh, one of those color changes where I'm like, eh, whatever. Before you rip it open, people are paying a high price for it. So you might want to be like, wait a minute, you maybe make three times your money back and then just go right back to Target and buy it again. I'll have to. Well, once I open the box to see what, what color variant it is, uh, there will be a gold sticker on it telling you that you got some sort of Todd McFarlane wet willy. So. <laughs> Hey, this is um, uh, Tom McFarlane. I uh, touched this package in a very special way. <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, as I said before with McFarlane, recently he's been really impressing me. Um, and this Violator figure just kind of knocked it out of the park. It's, I mean, you you could kill a man with this thing. It's so hefty. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if you hit someone in the head with it, they're going down. <laughs> like. 
Um, I couldn't believe when I when I got the Amazon box. Like I thought there was more in the box than just the figure, because we had also ordered like laundry soap and coffee. So I'm like, oh, it must all be in here. And I opened it up, and I'm like, no, it's just a toy. <laughs> like holy crap. <laughs> It has oh. the heft of like a King Kong Bundy LJN. Yes. <laughs> like it's a brick. <laughs> but it's such a beautiful brick. Oh, it's so cool. And then speaking of hefty figures that I also got this week, I bought the NECA uh, Ninja Turtles uh, Chrome Dome. Yes. And mm-hmm. I am, again, NECA is really hit and miss, but this they killed it with. Like, it is so good. I wanted and, to ask both you guys, but I wanted to wait till the show. Any okay. breakable weapons? Um, My weapons didn't break. I did feel like getting his gun in his hand was really delicate work. Yes. Um, and now that it's in that hand, it will never come out of that hand again. Agree completely. <laughs> so it's just, it might as well have been permanently sculpted in there, in my opinion. But, uh, and the swords to me feel a bit like if you, if you're not careful, you could snap them. Um, but the figure itself is super hefty and he feels perfectly, you know, perfectly fine. Like there's no, it doesn't feel like any part of him is going to break at all. Yeah. All of the joints are solid. Yeah. That also might be the fact that it's like an oversized figure too, but, uh, he's, he's, he's great. 10 inches. Uh, think about that. Yeah, he, he towers. Yeah, that sounds right. And it, it's fun because, like, <clears throat> this is the Chrome Dome I wanted as a kid. Because Don't get me wrong. I absolutely loved the uh, the Playmates Chrome Dome figure. But, you know, in the cartoon. And it's awesome back metal. Oh, God, yeah. But in the cartoon, he was, this, he was a giant. You know, he was so much bigger than the Turtles. So I always wanted them to release, like, a Krang's Android body-sized Chrome Dome. And they never did. So getting this, it's like one of those uh, another childhood wish list complete type of thing. Um, highly recommend this figure if you guys are buying the the Toonie Turtles. And then the the last thing I bought was the Vintage Collection Darth Maul. I finally found him. Ooh. Cool. So the new Clone Wars one. Yeah. With the robot legs, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's and a great figure. He's he's a really cool figure. So I yeah, been that's curious. one. Oh, if, that... if I see it, I'm grabbing it. Yeah, I, I've just been cherry picking the, the vintage collection. So, but that's, it's a nice one. You know, it's been weird with all the Star Wars news. And I never mentioned Star Wars news because we're not, we're casual, very casual Star Wars collectors. But there hasn't been anything that's like, holy crap, gotta have it. And I was, I was a hardcore Star Wars collector for a long, long time until yeah. they did that sudden change of hey we're gonna end three and three fourths and switch over to six inch and then slowly brought three and three fourth inch back and i feel like since they've brought it back it's just kind of uninteresting yeah yeah the figures definitely feel way more fragile (laughs) than they ever did before yeah i'm uh i'm thinking they need to wait a few more years and they have a big relaunch of three and three quarters yeah and make it fun again and for the love of god don't make another kylo ren for a long time (laughs) Uh, you know i won't lie i granted i hated like the pre-posing that went with it but i really liked it when they were trying new things with it like incorporating oops sorry about that i bumped my mic uh incorporating 
things like magnets into the figure so they could use the force. Yeah. Those were bad toys. That I still love that decapitatable Django Fett. Oh god, that one was so good. <laughs> Spoiled the movie for me, but it was so good. Yeah, but you know what? You got to use your imagination. Some of them, like the Jedi's, were a little iffy. But those episode one, two, and three figures, you know, people kind of hate on them, but they're good. They're okay toys. Really, yeah, they they really played up the toy aspect. They didn't get bad, in my opinion. They weren't at a place where you could not purchase them until they turned them into those gold two packs from a few years ago. Yeah, that's when it was like, nope. This is it. This is done. I mean, I would accept them like scaling back articulation because at least they were sort of like the originals. You got the the head and the shoulders and the hips. Fine. But yeah, once they're all gold, you can't do anything with them. Yeah, so I, I hate those types of variants. But one of the things I was going to say that the big play feature for Star Wars figures that really grabbed my attention was the blast effects. Like when they finally started doing that for the lightsabers. Like oh, yeah. Yes. The early 2000s. Because, I mean, now everything has blast effects with it. But back then, that was kind of mind blowing to see like a lightsaber with like clip on, you know, blaster <laughs> deflection. I was like, oh, that's so cool. And being so able I, to take the lightsaber off the hilt. Yes. yes. That was another really cool one. Granted, yeah. those pegs are long broken for me now. But <laughs> yeah. I never like carefully packed up my star wars figures so i'm sure you guys are the exact same episode one came out i was like no i'm too old i don't need to buy any of these and then i yeah i skipped school to go see it Mm -hmm. the night before (laughs) actually yeah the toys came out before the movie came out and i buckled the day they were released skipped school (laughs) and bought almost all of them Episode two, I'm in college and they have like an event for the like release day. And I did the same thing where I'm like, no, I'm too old. And then the day of me and my friend Doug were like, let's just get up at five in the morning and go buy Star Wars toys. And then I spent like three hundred dollars on figures that I don't need a red clone commander, but I went and bought it because. (laughs) Yeah, I went. I went to uh, all three of those Midnight Madness events very excitedly. And I still, if I and, find them at garage sales, I can't help myself. I just buy them. I have two totes, like big totes, just full to the brim of Star Wars. Yeah, See, I I do still have a hell of a Star Wars collection. It's all in a bin, though. I heavily collected uh, the Power of the Force line when they when they re released it in that, what ninety five. Yeah. Um, I went kind of crazy with that and i mean i was buying the variants and all that and i had them all on card and then some to open and i went a little nuts with it so when episode one came out i remember with my old manager at media play we went to toys r us for the midnight madness thing and like we were we were like maybe sixth or seventh in line and oh my god as soon as the door is open like i've never seen grown men run for something so quick it was like we were just getting knocked out of the way by people we get over to the Star Wars stuff and like it's tore apart. Like it was within seconds. People had already had <laughs> handfuls of stuff. I was I got one battle droid. That was all I was able to get. Wait, hey, sorry, which which movie was this for? For episode one. 
Yeah, I may have been in that crowd. <laughs> what what battle droid did you get, Mike? Because there were four variants. I, did, I yeah. didn't know that. that was, this was just a regular battle droid. He didn't have yep. a, any kind of variant that I'm aware of. Well, hey, they had they had different decos on them depicting yep. different kinds of damage. This one I don't clean, think had any damage. Yeah, he was clean. There was clean, dirty, lightsaber damage, and blaster damage. Um, <laughs> and I wouldn't have known that because everyone was shoving me out of the way. Hey, everybody needed those Anakin figures, and they needed those accessory packs. And they needed the vehicles so they could get Anakin and Obi-Wan with the breathing accessories on their faces. <laughs> and I might have fist fought a guy for Seal Bibble. So, <laughs> To this day, I think he's the most unappreciated Star Wars figure of all time. <laughs> See, now, oh. this was probably, uh, I want to say about two years after episode one came out. And, um, but same manager called me up one day and he's like, dude, I found a Kmart out in the middle of nowhere that has a bunch of episode one stuff on super clearance. So we, I don't even know where the heck it was. I want to say it was out in like Wilson or something, but we drive out there and everything was like 75 and 80% off. And it was like a weird mix of stuff. So they had the, the Naboo starfighter, which I grabbed. Um, cause it was like, <laughs> it was like three bucks and the, uh, the three flying like battle droid ships, you know, the, the, yep. the, yep. you know, the ones you could pull the trigger and they'd pop off. Yep. Uh, I, I got that for like five bucks. Um, I got a couple of the weird, like, uh, the adventure packs where it was like you cut it like the slime thing where you cut it open and there were like oh yeah fish and yep. stuff so I got some of those and then I I I bought a Jar Jar Binks because he was seventy five cents <laughs> it's like so I got a handful of the figures that I didn't have of course I didn't have like Darth Maul or anything like that but they had a um the Jar Jar Binks they had uh which we call it uh, Obi Wan um trying to think of the other oh the naked c-3po the circuitry c-3po yeah handful of figures for like under a buck but the thing that it wasn't episode one that i got was do you remember the power of the force sound effects x-wing yes yeah that big monster one they had that and it was like 15 bucks so i was like you know what i'm getting it i Um, i may have walked out of that first episode one midnight madness with uh with a Darth Maul and a Darth Sidious. <laughs> nice. <laughs> I tried to find them, but I never did. But uh, but the thing was, I had them in my room. Now, I was I was at that point, I was kind of out of toy collecting. I just got them because I loved Star Wars. Um, and my cousin was like five at the time, and they came for a visit, and he saw my X-wing and the Naboo Starfighter and all that, and was just like drooling. And I was like, you know what? Here you go. And I just gave him all the episode one toys and stuff that I had recently purchased. So I had them for a brief period of time. They're cool, but I'm glad a kid got them. You, know awesome. you did the right thing. Oh, yeah. Josh, what'd you get? Well, I'll I'll start with the uh, McFarlane because uh, I got a uh, super, super clearance Mandarin spawn. And yep, and those who are on the fence about Manor and Spawn, check your targets. Mm-hmm. And if it's yeah. not labeled, scan it just yep. to be safe. And I know Mike already talked about this in an earlier episode, but uh, yeah, he's freaking awesome. Yep, he, he is. Uh, he would have been worth full price easily, 
the articulation is great. Sculpting is amazing. McFarland has, yeah, just just consistently impressed me with his stuff over the past few years. Uh, specifically, like the past, I'm going to say maybe two years. Yeah. Yeah. I feel I like they've McFarlane, really upped their game. Yeah, I think he kind of came around like, wait a second, people still like action figures? <laughs> and they want to pose them? What? <laughs> oh, wait, I guess this uh, brick trend is over. I should stop making brick sets. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? People don't like uh, Game of Thrones anymore? Huh. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I got the... So, I, I mean, I can't say anything new about him, but uh, he's amazing, and if you're on the fence about him, check your targets, because he has been clearanced. Not all the targets, but quite possibly yours. Yeah, I have had very weird hit and miss. What's on clearance? What's not on clearance? Just check everything before you buy it. I picked up Odin for 12 bucks from uh, the MCU figures that kind of came out and then immediately went on clearance because poor selection or something. But uh, I found it and got it for super cheap. So if you're a Marvel Legends nerd, this is the second Odin figure. Uh, the first one was a Build-A-Figure where he could either be Unworthy Thor, where his arm is missing and he's turning into Odin, or straight-up Odin. So you kind of had extra parts to make him however you wanted. Um, now you can have both, because you'll have a movie Odin of Anthony Hopkins and then Unworthy Thor Odin, if you're a crazy person like me. <laughs> and who doesn't want Anthony Hopkins Thor? Yeah, exactly. it's pretty cool. The only thing I picked up, uh, nothing, a lot of clearance stuff. I picked up two of the Treasure X. Oh, yeah, uh, that's, I got a bunch gold. of those. I got two, one for my daughter, one for me. She got the Wraith, and I got Blade. And Josh, yeah. you got most of the rest, right? Yeah, that, that Wraith is like the one I was chasing. And, of course, of all the figures I got, it's the only one I haven't gotten. I think I'm missing like three. Yeah, I, f I forgot. That's the other thing that I got, which sadly I have to report that's uh, the one last toy holdout that Caleb was still playing with. He no longer has any interest in. Boo. So I, I yeah, I know. I was like I was I got all excited. I'm like, hey, they got the, the new Treasure X. So I bought three of them thinking like he'd want to, you know, want to open them. And when, I, when we got home, he was like, I don't really like those anymore, Dad. I'm like, oh, <laughs> like. You, 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 you don't want them? He's like, no. And I'm like, all right. <laughs> so I opened them. And luckily, I mean, I got the Wraith, which is the one that I really wanted out of the, the bunch. Um, I got the weird little sea monster, which Jess wanted. So that's going on her desk at work. And then I got the weird Minotaur guy. Do you guys feel like some of those are holdovers from, like, other assortments? Probably. But I think they have, like, their own unique articulation. Yeah, they. This seems like an an all new build style. Yeah, because the other smaller ones had legs that you had to plug in. These are static below the waist. Anyway, they're cool. Five below has them. Um, I complain about the slime because I have very dry uh, pointer fingers and thumbs for my job. I I'm always ripping the skin off my fingers for my for my work. So the slime sticks to them. It's very hard for them to come off. This is very sticky slime, so as Josh would recommend, knead it into a ball so it sticks to itself. 
Um, and like all treasure X, you're going to have to like run it under some water to get the excess off. Uh, but for five bucks, you can't go wrong. They're really sweet toys. The only other thing I picked up were the, is it Marvel Universe? The smaller style Marvel Legends that are at like Targets and Walmarts where they have five points of articulation. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, they remind me had, of Superpowers or the uh, yeah. Wars. Uh, Secret Wars style figures. There are Hasbro Pulse two packs that Walmart picked up. And I found some of them at an out of the way Walmart for five bucks each. And I picked up. Captain America and Black Panther and Iron Man and Cyclops, which a two pack that makes no sense. Um, <laughs> they were five bucks each, so two fifty a guy. I kind of couldn't help myself. I've got a few other ones too. They're fun. They don't do anything, but you feel like a kid again, messing with them and stuff. And uh, they all had weird tampo paint problems, so my Iron Man's eyeballs are like floating on his head. And but I don't care. <laughs> my, <laughs> my Captain America looks very drunk because his eyeballs are looking in different directions. <laughs> but, you know, for that price, you get itchy, you buy something. Well, meh. Uh, time for our weekly commercial segment. Uh, things have been a little dry out there. Uh, the return on the investment flies people, you know, they ask around, they go to Aunt Mabel, and they're like, hey, has anybody asked you to summon Satan? Or give them a ghost in the jar, and she kind of rambles incoherently, and they think, ah, maybe it's not worth it to to come to the guy as a creepy head. But uh, we got a friend that buys houses, and he has a friend that fixes houses, does all around home improvement things like that. His name is Bill. Uh, he's going to do a commercial with us pro bono. So if you guys need his services, get a hold of him. He's easy to find, but. Take a listen to this commercial, and we will be right back. Hey, guys, this is Bill. I can tell you all about different ways you can improve your house. Now, best way you can do to improve house is make sure your shelves are straight. And you can do that if you got a bandsaw. Now, you don't need any bands to have bandsaw, you just need a couple rubber bands and any old saw you find, and it's going to help you cut wood real nice to put on your wall in a straight way. So you're going to take it, and you're going to lay it down on the floor like a dead hooker, and then you're going to take your bandsaw, and, and you're going to saw your, your piece of wood into smaller woods, and then when you take the smaller woods, you're going you to kind of slap it up against the wall. And when you slap it up against the wall, you're going to look at it and say, hmm, is that against the wall good or bad? So then you want to take some sausage and turkey and put it on the shelf. If the sausage and turkey are seasoned well, they're not going to slide off the shelf. If they're seasoned bad, they're going to slide off the shelf. And you got to put up a good shelf because that's a bad shelf. Uh, you don't want to put bad shelf on your wall. Okay, I'm going to go get a burger. <laughs> Did you know it was like Bobcat? 
get. <laughs> you know what? What Bill has always reminded me of is Jimmy Witchert from King of the Hill. Oh my god. <laughs> oh yeah, we we used to we used to talk in Bill voice when we would be hunting toys. <laughs> oh lord. It reminds me of. My wife has an uncle. Uh, everybody calls him Uncle Rich because he's Uncle Rich. And he's one of those people that can fix anything. You know, like everybody knows that person in their life that's like just really good with their hands. But mm-hmm. nobody knows what the hell he's talking about when he explains to you how he fixes things. <laughs> like, you go to his house and you'll just come over and he'll have like built a whole new deck. Or like he built a trailer with like garbage and a welder. <laughs> he always wants to like really explain and he's like proud of what he did but nobody he'll be like oh, i took the a joyce and then man it wasn't square but i got a thing and he'll go on for like 20 minutes you're like what huh <laughs> but it's like the work is right there it's amazing but like you have no idea how he got from point a to point b <laughs> <laughs> oh bill Bill's great uh, I cannot okay. stand by Bill's work. I have not seen it. <laughs> Everybody needs a Bill in their life. Bill. Okay. News time with everybody's favorite newsman, me. Starting off, McFarland on Batman Day, which was yesterday, uh, you know, because there's a holiday for everything now, um, showed off figures for the three Jokers and. The rumors about McFarland not being able to give their DC figures guns seems to be true because these guys only come with nothing or the really bizarre crowbar accessory that is huge. Mm-hmm. Uh, two figures have it now. So there's three Joker figures. One of them has a crowbar and Red Hood, who should have guns. Now he has a crowbar. I don't know why. Um, yeah, that that seems really odd. Yeah. Uh, so regardless of that, none of these characters are new. It's, you know, Batman, Red Hood, Batgirl, and three new Jokers. So I guess if you're like a diehard DC guy, that's cool. Uh, and I mean, I'll be honest. I, I don't think any of the Jokers look bad by any means. I think they all look fine, but I think there are some there are some weird choices. Yeah, and it's getting to the point where it's overkill with yeah. Batman stuff, but it's got to be selling. That's all I know. Uh, coming soon, very, very soon, sooner than you think, is Station Survival McCready, which is, you know, Malibu Stacy with a new hat. <laughs> and <sighs> he sucks. We we owe no allegiances to NECA. I'm, they are not going to be sending us any free toys. They suck. And, <laughs> and, you know, my thing is, they they have repeatedly said that these are new heads that this comes with. They're like not. Every, and they're, they're absolutely not new heads. They are no. the same existing sculpts with the hair and the hood swapped. And it yeah. drives me crazy that they're calling them new because they're they're not point blank. Yep. Uh, the only real selling point is the flamethrower, the wire, and the 
blood petri dish, which I'm sorry, they're not thirty dollar toys. And you know, let's. Uh, I don't. I don't want to. I don't want to give myself too much credit here, but uh, I feel like there's there was another McCready that came with like a petri dish in his hand that had the removable blood monster that came before this. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. Like that, that idea feels, uh, I, I can't say I feel, I, I feel like the idea is stolen because it's such an obvious move, but. And this figure's so cheap. They recycle the flame from torch from, uh, puppet master. So, you know what? If you're <clears throat> diehard, Kurt Russell thing person, go for it. But you know what? No, you, I would not recommend this for diehard Kurt Russell fans. <laughs> I would recommend this for diehard, diehard like Rob Rob Bottin yeah. or Kenny Loggins fans. <laughs> Give him a guitar. <laughs> Let him talk about the Lonesome Highway. You know. Oh, <laughs> uh, I wish I wish they would at least with so much excitement for the thing license i wish they would at least tease more yeah i know i can only hope that neca is taking a page from mcfarland and not announcing these until they're like on the boat coming to america so there isn't a huge wait time yeah maybe that's the case but like i'm looking at the picture of the toy right now and i can see the damn elbow joints are going to be stuck with paint. Yep. Mm-hmm. <sighs> All right. That, so, yeah, that's we've established this is going to suck. Yeah. So another another quick piece of McFarland news that falls into the McFarland DC news. He did also announce that the uh, Suicide Squad figures are going to get a boxed set release, like the Bane Wave, yes. through the uh, McFarlandToyStore.com with King Shark pre-built. And uh, McFarlane himself made a very big deal out of the fact that uh, now King Shark is going to come with uh, his his very own trading card. Yay. <laughs> uh, the Suicide Squad figures also on clearance at some targets. I so haven't seen them. If you're lucky, uh, Harley Quinn and Killshot, who's Idris Elba's character? Uh, Bloodsport. Bloodsport. Uh, are the heavy packed of the two in that assortment and polka dot man and uh john's actually john cena peacemaker is also i haven't I have seen only him. ever seen peacemaker they're out there take a look um or if you don't want to be bothered with it you don't want to kill yourself trying to put together a mcfarland build a figure buy this box set and peacemaker and Andrew Elba don't come with guns, even though they're used heavily in the movie because Warner Brothers is cutting its nose off despite its face. Uh, other news, Mezco announced an ultimate Godzilla figure that is pretty damn awesome. Um, but I also feel like if you're a hardcore Godzilla collector, this isn't the first time you've seen a gigantic 18-inch Godzilla. Uh, and it depicts the 90s Showa I think it's Showa is the 90s Godzilla, right? Yeah, I think so. Sure. Yeah, or Heisei. I don't know. 90s Godzilla with the cat style face as seen in Verse Biolante, 
versus Mechagodzilla 2 versus King Ghidorah versus Mothra. Uh, the 90s Godzilla is my favorite iteration of Godzilla, as it is a lot of people's. So that's coming out. It doesn't have a ton of articulation, but it doesn't need it because it's massive. And it'll move when you don't want it to when it's that big. But it's also like 500 bucks. So I would say this is for hardcore Godzilla collectors only. Um, but like I said, if you're spending that much on a Godzilla toy, you've already you're well aware of like imported vinyls that are that big, model kits, things like that. It's pretty sweet though. Um, now, is this the one with the the light up mouth and fins? Yes, I know. The I was reading something up? about that earlier. I don't know about the fins. Let me see here. I'm gonna quickly. Let's consult the bones. <laughs> yeah, yes. Style. I'm uh, looking through uh, toy uh, arc because I know I read here. something the other day. Three feet tall, ten points of articulation, hinged jaw, tail with an internal skeleton armature that's durable yet highly posable. Comes with lights and sound activated via buttons discreetly hidden on his back. Depress these buttons to activate Godzilla's light up function and or hear uh, his monstrous roar. I thought you were going to say butt. <laughs> <laughs> yes, his back lights Act- up, Mike. Yep. Activated uh, by pressing his butt. That's that that's pretty cool. I, I definitely do not have the money to spend on something like this, but that is pretty cool. Even if I have the money, I don't have anywhere to put a three foot tall, eighteen Godzilla. inches tall, <laughs> thirty three inches from teeth to tail. Yeah. Um, <laughs> who has that kind of space? Not me. Uh, you'd have to like have a big bookshelf and turn them sideways. Yes, I don't know. Are you know what? If you're single and you don't have kids and uh, you know you just have an empty apartment, I'm sure you could just put it on the love seat or something. <laughs> and, you know, I could see like a hardcore a hardcore Lego collector with a dedicated Lego room buying it to just loom over the city. Yeah. Um, or if you're crazy like my friend Doug, you would just build your own Godzilla out of green Legos that you bought on uh, Brickfinder. But who am I to judge? Um, that doesn't make any sense. I don't know why I said that. NECA <laughs> showed off the exclusive from their bunch of loot crates. If you like buy them all, you get a free figure. I think it's the free figure, and that is the Dark Turtle. So it's Donatello as like Batman. This just um, annoys me. Is he a character like a must-have? No, no, no. Th- this whole uh, the way they're doing the loot crate thing. Oh, I agree. <laughs> because they have a few in there that are like figures that I would really want. Like Armagon, um, mm-hmm. for Arm was that his name? Armagon. Yeah. Okay, I give, for a minute there, I was like, wait, is it Armageddon? Um, yeah, the one from the the SNES fighting game. Yes, I would love that one. And then the uh, I always forget his name, but the Bat Punk from the first uh, mini series of the Ninja Turtles cartoon. Yeah. Yep. The third goon was it Skaz or Scuzz or something like that? Scat. <laughs> yeah, his name is Poop. Scatman. Oh. But yeah, like, it's scuzz, it, I think it's a great looking figure, but I'm not spending the loot crate money like that's not going to happen because I don't really care about the dark turtle. Like, yeah, it's cool, but it's not something I would have to buy. And I definitely don't give a crap about the movie turtle um, or the movie. Uh, what is it? The kid's name? I, I forget his name. Yeah. yeah. Whatever that kid is. <laughs> the annoying kid. Jerk off McGee. Yeah, that that guy, yeah. the little redheaded guy. <laughs> um, but then the uh, cousin the, Oliver. Yeah, yeah. the cousin Oliver of the turtles. Um, although, wouldn't that be the the weird mutant guy from the last season of the turtles? 
Yeah, I think so. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the um, weird mutant guy from the last season of the Turtles? I forget his name, but he he was like he turned into like this yellow Hulk thing. It was it was weird. Yeah. Um, but then there's uh there's also the mutant Shredder that looks really cool. I would totally buy that. Oh, but... the Mirage. Yeah, uh, yeah, Shredder. Yeah. Uh, but I'm not getting the loot crates. Like, ugh, I just it bug it bugs me when they do that. And what you also get like a T-shirt, some sort of clothes, stickers, tchotchkes that like you just want the figures. And I don't know, I, I haven't been able to, like, really look into it, partially because I'm not into the whole loot crate thing. Uh, but I did see a good handful of reports of people uh, getting cancellation notices saying that one of the crates was oversold. Yes. Oh. Uh, they oversold by, like, 15% or something. No apologies, it's just like, by the way... There's also reports of people getting their Galactus canceled. Um, oh. Not Galactus, um, the Sentinels. Sorry. Um, but that is just those? hearsay. I, oh. I think it's like people are getting scammed. And what's happening is they're calling like the post office or the routing center and getting it rerouted to different addresses. And I think what it is is people are making up stories because their shipping notice hasn't arrived yet because they're arriving at waves from Hasbro. So I didn't jump in on the Sentinel until later. And I think it's kind of like first come, first serve. So the people who jumped in on it eagerly at the beginning are getting them now. And the people who waited the last day like me are getting them later, basically. And I think they're going to they're gonna be shipping into next year. That makes sense. Um, I'm not in a rush because I have nowhere to put the damn thing. And if I get it, it's just going to sit around, so... Uh, just like Snake Mountain did. It's I didn't open it for three months. Um, Super 7 announced that they are doing 2001 Space Odyssey Ultimate Figures. Why? I have no idea. I think reaction would make sense. Because monoliths. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I feel like at this point they're just... Being like anything we have the license for, let let's test the waters with the ultimates because it's, I mean they're nice figures, but and it's probably a pretty good payday for them. What? Sixty dollar monolith. I think of two things when I think of two thousand one. I think of Hell, which mm-hmm. is a red dot, and I think of the monolith. Yep. So, eh? it's gonna be it. <laughs> It's going to be a monolith with 14 points of articulation. I mean, I guess they're going to give it the caveman. I mean, I would hope. I don't know. I'm not going to buy it. I'm not. Uh-huh. I don't. I'm not in love with that movie. So. Oh, I'm Same. just giggling to myself thinking of it being like super articulated monolith with unarticulated caveman accessory. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'll do? I'm just going to buy like a Toblerone and just set it up in my display. There you go. Boom. Um, Marvel Legends dumped a ton of news for new figures coming out. So for those of us who are Marvel Legends collectors, they finally showed off a Mark One armored Spider-Man, which is a big deal in the 90s. And he has never gotten a good toy until now. Um, he's sort of a mix of the comic version and the video game version of Mark One. But he's there a... Two better versions of Ben Riley Spider-Man and Black Suit Spider-Man with the newer articulation in the body, so there's more torso articulation. 
uh, new Hammerhead figure, which previously you could only get when you bought Chameleon. He was one of the swappable heads, so Chameleon could kind of change his identity. He's using the new fat-suited body that comes with Happy Hogan, and he's got an all-new head separate from what came with um, Chameleon, and he's got a new baseball bat accessory and hands with uh, brass knuckles. There is an animated colors Hobgoblin, a animated-style Shocker, there is a troop builder for the scroll with a cool kind of scroll space gun. There's a two pack army builder for the shield soldiers with three new heads and an Excalibur three pack with Captain Britain, uh, Shadowcat, and let me get the third character's name right because Megan. I am going to Megan. Uh, and I am a big Excalibur fan and. Captain Britain comes with the Excalibur sword that he can hold. Uh, the previous Captain Britain hand figure did not have open hands that could hold weapons. And this is also my version of Shadowcat, kind of 80s Shadowcat with yeah. the blue unitard. And she also comes with um, the dragon, Lockheed. Yeah. So those are coming out. There's also the, the Spider-Man 2099 figure, which that's the only one that I'm like, I got to get that. Yes, so on the retro card back with some updated paint, great, 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 great figure. Um, and people have been joking, he's the only 2099 character they've made, and uh, there's a lot of fans of Doom 2099 that would love to see a toy. Mm -hmm. um, so that would be cool if they did it. I'm not the biggest fan of like Hulk 2099 or Punisher 2099, but I buy everything. So. See, I, I really liked, uh, the, as far as the comics go, I loved Spider-Man 2099, and I actually really liked Punisher 2099. Um, I want to say that was early Warren Ellis on both of those. Um, I know he did Doom 2099 as well, but there's one Punisher 2099 moment that sticks out in my memory, where there was a uh, villain who had some kind of force field armor, where so bullets, anything coming at him fast would deflect away, so you couldn't shoot him with anything. Mm -hmm. So the Punisher cornered him and took out a knife and said, then we're going to have to do this really slow. And that always stuck out with me. <laughs> I was like, that's pretty twisted. I, um, I've alluded that I read a lot of comic books when I should have been working at Wegmans. And we had a comic book spinner rack. And for whatever reason, it was always random what comics the store got. But we got Robin comics and we got Punisher comics. And there was a Punisher. I got to read the whole story arc of... Punisher hunting down and maiming Marvel superheroes because he's the Punisher mm -hmm. and he wasn't killing them, but then he was anticipating them retaliating on him. And this whole like four or five issue story arc, he has somebody kidnapped in a trailer and you don't know who it is. And he's beating him up and he's feeding him gunpowder mixed with dog food. <laughs> and I'm probably getting details of this story wrong because it's been a long time, but he breaks Daredevil's legs he messes with Spider-Man and he runs Wolverine over with a steamroller and shoots him in the face with a shotgun. <laughs> so they get together and they decide, okay, Punisher's got to get taken care of. And then you find out the guy he's got kidnapped is Bruce Banner. And he's been drugging him and feeding him dog food and gunpowder. And that's his <laughs> answer to fight these three guys one-on-one -on -one is to unleash the Hulk who's gone bonkers because Punisher's been torturing him. Torturing mm -hmm. him. Um, I think it was... I want to say it was a Max 
imprint, but I can't be sure because I'm pretty um, sure. I'm pretty sure I remember this story. And yeah, I think that was Garth Ennis and the early Marvel Max. Um, because if that's the one I'm thinking of, there there's a a moment where he grabs Spider-Man and uses him as a shield. And, uh, and like during a fight and Spider-Man gets the crap beat out of him. And when he wakes up, he goes, what happened? And Punisher says we had a Marvel team up. Okay, yeah. <laughs> then I think this is right. Because I have a lot of the Garth Ennis Punisher stuff, but he has so much oh, that yeah. I'm missing a lot, too. I think I have the first five trades. His... Garth Ennis's run on Punisher was absolutely astounding. That was one of my favorite Punisher runs. Yes. Uh, Garth Ennis really... fan here too. As, as I, I expected you to say, like the the Punisher had like Aunt May captive, <laughs> <laughs> and like she had some secret superpower. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if it was Garth Ennis writing it or Warren Ellis, I could see that because those two guys are effing nuts. <laughs> like their stories I, are crazy. I always get Garth Ennis, Warren Ellis, crisscrossed in my brain. Uh, see, for me, it's like Garth Ennis. I always remember because Preacher and Punisher, like those were two of my yeah. favorite comic runs. And then Warren Ellis, I always immediately think of uh, Stranger Killings, Stranger Kisses, and all that. Um, and then, um, oh my God, the the his novel Crooked Little Vein, which if you haven't read Crooked Little is, Vein, is I, it about I, his penis? <laughs> I mean, no, but. You're in the right ballpark. Um, and let's it, not forget the boys. Oh, God, yeah, yeah. That's I mean, the ballpark. <laughs> but no, with... with oh, with, wait, but... I'm... With, <laughs> with Crooked Little Vein... Um, okay, let me backpedal for a minute. Warren Ellis did a thing with Avatar Press called Bad World. Now, Bad World was a three-issue miniseries of just horrible things, like true-life things... Whether they be Rule 34 type scenarios or things that actually happened. And he just wrote little essays about them and had Jason Burroughs draw these amazingly detailed illustrations of all this horribleness. Um, I won't go into, for, for the sake of the show, I won't go into the details, but they they dealt with a lot of... You you guys know Rule 34, you can imagine what oh, yeah. I'm getting at. Yeah. There, there's some crazy stuff. So when he wrote Crooked Little Vein, it's a detective noir story that he included all of that crazy type of stuff in there. And it is I couldn't put it down. I literally read it cover to cover. I meant to just read a couple of chapters and I read it cover to cover in one setting. I'm like this. I just need to know what happens next. Like, it's so insane. So it's highly a private recommend. dick story. Yes. With some not so private dick. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't mean you to guys... sidetrack us that bad. <laughs> oh, no. uh, our last piece of news, I checked in on Trick or Treat Studios because they have more House of a Thousand Corpses figures coming out. And I wanted to see if they're up for pre-sale. Um, I never got the earlier House of a Thousand Corpses figures that were some some company. that That's like all they made. Um, never got them. But I pre-ordered their Captain Spaulding and they have showed off Otis, Baby... Dr. Satan and the driller killer. Wait, wait, uh, the axe professor, baby firefly. Yes. The axe professor. So the professor and Dr. Satan. 
that's a tongue twister. Um, but I also checked out like that they're doing other figures. And oh. I kind of never realized they're all one six scale stuff and it's mostly Halloween. So they've got uh, one yep. six scale Halloween kills, the kids from Season of the Witch. They've got Halloween 2 and Curse of Michael Myers. They've got uh, Trick or Treat. They're doing really cool Dungeons and Dragons stuff. So if you want like a oh. beholder, that's just kind of like a big polyurethane i think it is anyways looks really cool uh they are also the makers of the really really good looking full-size good guy dolls um yes they are doing gremlins new batch mogwai replicas that look really really cool uh they have their own board game division that's coming out with a game called blood orders um i think we've got a lot of listeners that love board games i don't have the time but they're really cool and something called Ghost of Halloween, which is a horror movie I haven't checked out yet, but there are resin statues coming out from that. Hmm. It kind of goes in with their other really cool resin statues, like their Fulci Dawn of the Dead stuff, which I have the Fulci zombie and I love it to death. So um, don't rest on Trick or Treat Studios. And I'm not saying that because I want free samples from them. Um, I think they're pretty cool. So... You guys and to jump from... in real quick oh. with uh, just a little bit of Transformers news. Please. Uh, because this is uh, not really widely reported on right now. So for anyone out there that is a Transformers collector, uh, without even having been officially announced, Waspinator and Shadow Panther are showing up in Walmarts across the country. Uh, they are shipping with Trax and Scorponok from Kingdom. So if uh, if you're out hunting and you see tracks and scorpionox and nothing else on the shelf, uh, then you missed Shadow Panther and Waspinator. And Waspinator is apparently an all-new mold, although his design does borrow very, very heavily from the uh, Thrilling 30 Waspinator. Um, many people are closet Waspinator fans, me included. So I will be picking that up because I've never bought Waspinator, and he is my favorite Beast Wars uh, character. Uh, I have the thrilling thirty, and if this if this transformation scheme is as close as it looks to be to that one, this is it's going to be a really fun toy. I hope so. Um, I won't spoil any TV shows for anybody, but the Beast Machines Waspinator reveal is hilarious, and it is always stuck in my head. So if you've watched those shows, uh, it's very very cool. There's also a Walmart two pack coming out that has a another use of the paleo trucks the t-rex oh uh, yeah and it's repainted in clear something yes is it the uh the one packaged with megatron yes it's megatron and a repainted dinosaur (laughs) and uh yeah he's uh he's done in translucent purple uh to call to the the Rumor is that he is named Skelivor because the purple is meant to be a reference to the Havoc staff. Oh. Interesting. That's pretty sweet. Funny you mention that. We'll have to talk about Masters Universe later for some strange reason. Oh, I know. You guys want to hear from uh, Bill's Home Improvement about leveling shelves and all the other great things that he does? Oh, oh God, I can I can only imagine what Bill has in store for us. 
Well, sit back, relax, guys. We're going to hear from Bill. And when we come back, we've got other things to talk about because this is a show where we talk about things and stuff. So we'll be right back and enjoy this commercial from Bill's Home Improvement. Hey, guys, it's Bill again. I'll just come back tell you a little bit more about how to make your house really, really, really not bad and kind of good sometimes. But, you know, it, it, it all depends on your level of skill. Here at Bill's Home Improvement, we try and give every skill level an equal level of care. Just like our shelves, they are also level if we put them up correctly. Anyway, today we're going to talk about what's going to happen if you got a clog in your toilet. Because that's a common household problem that some of us have after you eat an entire Thanksgiving meal in a blender. Uh, so if you got if you got your, your toilet clog, first, first steps first is you don't want to be wearing flip-flops in case it overflows because you don't want to get toilet water all over your freshly painted toenails. So you want to go in there and you want to have the correct tools. Now, the correct tool is going to be, uh, first, you're going to need a hammer, you're going to need your tool belt, and you're going to need a, a couple of links of sausage. Now, you go in there, and you're going to take the back off your toilet, and you're going to climb right in the back of the toilet, and you're going to cinch your tool belt around around the bowl of the toilet, and then you're going to dangle those sausages in the water like you're fishing, okay? And then you're going to get out and reach in your tool belt, and then, then you're going to want to grab your trusty mustard, and you're going to want to squirt that into the water, and, and then you're going to want to go and get yourself uh, probably a bottle of whiskey, uh, and, and then you're going to go to your bathtub and uh, take a whiskey nap. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Bill. <laughs> oh. I'm glad you made this choice, Josh. <laughs> Bill's home improvement. Oh, and all it took was a Lego. <laughs> oh, I love that, Bill. Uh, before we kind of jump on to other things, tis the season for great stuff at your dollar store. Yes. So if you're bored and you want really generic zombie Legos, and uh, this is the time that the horror movies kind of pop up in their giant bins of DVDs if you're so lucky to have a Dollar Tree that has... Um, a DVD section. I picked up a bunch for Boogeyman's Closet. Oh, like woo-hoo. I found John Dies at the End on Sweet. Blu-ray and DVD for a dollar each. Um, among other movies that I've never heard of before. <laughs> so, oh man, I'm just I'm thinking about some of those amazing uh, knockoff Lego zombies that don't even look like they're dead. They just look like like some angry, dirty person. Yeah, they look like homeless people. And they come. Some of them come in like a bag of black slime for some some weird reason. So they look like the background extras in Return of the Living Dead, where someone yeah. just put, put some schmutz on their face. Very schmutzy. Um, 
So, you know, if that's your uh, that's your bag, man, check out your dollar store. So we are on the final stretch of this month's prizes. Um, things haven't been as active with the liking and sharing this time around because I think I don't have something as cool as the four Ghostbusters toys, but that's about to change because I've got something that's a very awesome final addition to this month's prize pack from Count Creepy's prize coffin. It never rolls off the tongue for whatever reason. So, you guys ready? Buckle up. I have a mint sealed, never opened box of Monster Mash cereal. Oh, hi. Oh, I went there. I did it. I, I dropped I some mean, fire. At least, at least in Austin, those still have not shown up. So, I haven't seen a single box. Um, I bought it. I almost ate it several times. <laughs> I promise you, I did not open this cereal, eat some of it, and then reseal the box. <laughs> you didn't go into breakfast werewolf mode. No, the breakfast werewolf has not touched these yet. I have purposely put all the boxes of Jojo Siwa cereal in front of it, so it'd be too hard for the breakfast werewolf to get to. <laughs> uh, the thing about the breakfast werewolf is he's a moron, and any kind of like physical challenge, if there's a double dare thing that he has to do to get to the cereal... He takes the path of least resistance. He'll just eat something else. <laughs> so I put the Monster Mash cereal in a hard-to-reach spot, and it hasn't been touched. So if you guys win, you're going to get a Devil's Reject poster. You are going to get a box of Monster Mash cereal. You're going to get the Josh Hibbard prize package, which has a Michael Myers bust, and the David Cronenberg in red. And you're going to get, I think the coolest one is the Mighty Maniacs Friday the 13th set, where you get two Glios figures from Mighty Maniacs. You get a werewolf and Jason. You get a potholder, a candle, some stickers, uh, Jason-themed stuff. So all in all, it's a pretty cool giveaway set. Yeah, it is. And if you're thinking, oh, man, I want this stuff, but I already won recently, maybe I'll be disqualified. All you have to do is guilt trip your loved ones into joining the Facebook group, and they could maybe win for you. Ah, that's a good, <laughs> that's a good plan. So if you're thinking, man, I need more Jason stuff, or I want these Glios guys, or, man, I really want to get a box of cereal dropped off on my doorstep, just find somebody you know, tell them, please, could you join this Facebook group? Because really, I'm bribing you for you know to join the facebook this is my cheap way of spreading awareness for the podcast do it Anyways, do it now do it here is the main reason we're here today guys we all need to geek out about the newest masters of the universe cartoon the one that just dropped this week that's geared for kids but holy hell it's awesome and we all lost sleep, pissed off our loved ones, et cetera, et cetera, <laughs> to watch all 10 episodes of what we all universally agree is a really damn good show and a fun new take on He-Man. Yep. It's so good. It's really, really good. It's so good. <laughs> Skeletor is hilarious. 
I loved him. Good God. It, you know, everybody's expecting Mark Hamill to bring the funny. He really didn't get a chance to. This new Skeletor, I laughed so hard. <laughs> and, yeah, I I really love the, this guy voicing both Keldor and Skeletor, and I think he does a fantastic job uh, differentiating between Keldor and Skeletor. Yes. Yeah. And they make it a point. There is a character trait for him that he can't stop cracking jokes. He thinks he's hilarious. <laughs> and it's funny. <laughs> it's really, really funny. Um, and and really, like, some of, some of the amazing beats that they give to these jokes. That it, it's more than they deserve in the best way possible. Yeah. Yeah. The show is I, funnier than it should be. I I never expected to enjoy Skeletor just pausing to give someone a thumbs up. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> yeah. I love that little scene. There's a scene where Skeletor takes a bath in the slime pit. Yep. It's awesome. He wiggles his toes because he's just Skeletor, and he's like, look at that, I have toes. It's the funniest and, damn and thing. And they specifically reference the fact that he's just taking a bath. Yeah. Yep. Snake Mountain has the microphone. Like, okay, we're gonna spoil this. The funniest moment in ten episodes. <laughs> Snake Mountain is heavily featured throughout the series, and it's awesome. And, and it's probably one of the least redesigned yeah, things yeah. in the entire series. But it has the Snake Mountain microphone, <laughs> and whoever was making the show decided that they're gonna record lines. Using well, they didn't use the vintage Snake Mount microphone, but it sure right. does sound like it, and it's hilarious. Oh, the feedback it had was so perfect. <laughs> there is a great back and forth between He-Man and Skeletor, and it's like out of Monty, Monty Python. I can't hear you. I have a microphone. Yeah, it's just the oh. funniest damn thing. And you're thinking, I don't want to watch this because they took Ram Man and made him into Ram Mam, which I love. It's well, so good. let me tell you, she earns it. She grows on you. You're not going to hate her by the time the 10th episode is over. She oh, is better man. than Ram Man, who you have to sit down. Ready? Put your big boy underwear on. Ram Man never does anything. Yep, it's true. You have, you have a toy, and he's a big dumb guy in the 2000X cartoon. He never gets anything to do. Mm-hmm. Ram Man is an actual character with a story arc. And it's not forced down your throat. Nope. There's none of this, like, girl power crap. She's a full-fledged character. And that... there's... It could just be me, but, like, I want to know more. I want to yeah. know more about her. I want to know what happened, what her past, you know, holds. Because they, they allude to something happening. But Brand... we don't know what. Yeah. Uh, Crass is her name. And mm. she's got dead parents and i bet you dollars to donuts when you finally get to see them it's going to be original ram man so calm the hell down and uh you think the animation looks weird it oh, grows wow. on you real quick yeah i, I love awesome. the designs from day one like when, when we first saw like the redesigns it i was excited um this is exactly what i want in a remake Give me something that is completely new while staying true to the core story. Yeah. They're I, changing, every, 
You don't know where it's going, but you know the world that it's in. Mm-hmm. Man, I was I was more happy than I had any right to be over the fact that she she was Evelyn for the majority of the series. <laughs> yeah, she was not Evelyn. Her name is Evelyn. Yep. And uh, and they also have a running gag that is taken right from the newest Ninja Turtles, which I don't know if you guys caught the point that I made about Ninja Turtles. This is brought to you by the team of people who made the second iteration of the Ninja Turtles cartoon. Yes. In the early 2000s. So if you're thinking, I don't want to watch this, I don't like this, but you're a fan of that version of Ninja Turtles, Rick, if you're listening, um, you might want to give this a chance. Mm -hmm. Uh, But there's a running joke taken from the newest Nickelodeon Ninja Turtles about characters naming themselves and how stupid it is. Yep. And Skeletor names himself Skeletor. And the heroes are like, wait, why why aren't you Skeletor? It's <laughs> yeah, the funny thing. He's like, they're like Skeletor. He's like, right, because you know, the skull and the skeleton hand. He's like, so why not Skeletor? Oh my god. And I gotta say, I this is the first time in any iteration where I've absolutely loved Cringer. Now, I really liked Cringer in Revelations. I thought he was an awesome character, but this, he's really cool. And yeah. I love his backstory, like everything about him. He just, he's a really fun character. And, you know, I, I gotta say, I, one of the most ridiculously standout stupid moments for me uh, was, it was when Stellator was, I mean, we're going heavy spoiler anyway, so. Yeah, turn it off. When Skeletor was uh, forging the new weapons. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And then it cuts to Evelyn and Beastman and Cronus looking on. And Cronus just quips, I was about to go eat a sandwich. (laughs) And walks away. And there's like a full beat of Evelyn just standing and thinking before she quips I knew a sandwich once (laughs) (laughs) where there's another full beat just followed by Skeletor laughing (laughs) yes Uh, well yeah because that's the the thing with the magic users they were calling uh, Evil Lynn a word witch and they were calling Tila a hand witch because she was doing the hand like the hand magic so oh, just just the sandwich, just <laughs> like the amount of time they gave in between each of those lines was uh, perfect and unnecessary. Mm-hmm. So there are five good guys, so five masters, five villains. There's also King Randor, Orko. So I guess there's six heroes, and some smaller side characters like Tuvar and Badra. Everybody gets time to grow and stuff to do. Unlike Origins, which was Tila and her new buddy. um, Andra. Andra, who needed a gimmick, didn't have it. Um, This isn't about Revelations, though. But, like, everybody gets to grow on you. They're all funny. They're all new. And the only thing that I kind of I'm not on board with yet, but I don't hate is Duncan man at arms. Oh, see, I loved him. He's he's but he's just the dope. 
comic relief. But once Orko shows up, he kind of takes the pressure off of Duncan and picks up the comedy. Um, and there's Easter eggs, but it's not as hits you over the head as Revelations is with the Easter eggs. So, like, in the very first episode, they're talking about Modulok <laughs> as a sport. <laughs> um, the seeds are planted for Snakemen. Oh, yeah. It's going to happen. It's all over. Same thing with the Avians and mm-hmm. the, the Mer people. Um, the cliffhanger, they're going somewhere. I love the design of all the magic with Eldris and Tila with their cloaks and their magic powers oh, are openings so cool. to other dimensions. Yes. So, so there's it's just great animation. Now, they they hinted at something. I, I guess I was reading an interview with the creators. Uh, and they said that. Should they. Should they get past a second season? Uh, there's no reason. Grayskull can't travel the multiverse. So oh, they they have planted the seed for this to cross over with other masters. Oh, see, th- this is reminding me more and more of the, the modern or the yeah. Nick turtles. Yeah. yeah. Like I'm loving this. If they can bring back OG Skeletor baby. Oh, but, and, but, 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 but you got to get to the horde. Well, and see give that them proper love. Here's, here's the interesting thing. Did you notice during Evelyn's power up? Her main symbol is the Horde symbol. Yep. Son of a bitch, I didn't notice that. Yeah, I got so excited when I saw that. I think Evelyn is going to bring the Horde in to help to try and overthrow Skeletor and break his hold on her. Well, yep. that's Evelyn. Did you yep. guys notice the callback to a certain movie with a prop that's featured heavily in a few of the episodes? The Fifth Element. Oh, no. With no, the, I... the metal... Oh, oh my god, yeah, it does look I like didn't the even notice the, that. Yeah. Yep. So yeah, Cronus, there's a MacGuffin metal that Cronus steals so Skeletor can make weapons and throw his havoc into it and give everybody crazy powers. It sort of looks like one of the magic stones from Fifth Element. And this show takes a lot of design cues in their sci-fi fantasy from the Fifth Element. Yeah. With flying vehicles and such. So it was like, once I saw that, I was like, oh. And it even, kind of connected. Oh, good. E- even the guard helmets, uh, the Royal Guard's helmets, look like the police officer's helmets in the Fifth Element. I didn't even notice that until you said that. Yes. Yeah, they totally do. Um, and I was, I'm a big fan of Too Bad. I love Too Bad. So I hope we don't stop with Tuvar and Badra. Yeah. I hope they get to become Too Bad. I, um, I get the feeling that's going to happen with where they've ended things right now. Yeah, I think the only thing you might, if you're expecting, you're not going to get is an overflow of characters. Which they've done yeah. in previous iterations of Masters of the Universe where it's like, hey, look in the background. There's Mechanic. There's Roboto. There's blah, 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 blah. It's yeah. cut back so you can kind of get to know everybody a little better, which I like a lot. Um it's just it's just a damn cool show. And Cronus again, is featured more than Trapjaw. So these guys turn in 
to their like super powered evil versions of themselves. So like Requez or however you say his name, Beastman is a full blown crazy person who hunts animals that Skeletor thinks is great. But then he turns <laughs> into Beastman and he's like a werewolf and he's got the coolest damn transformation. Yep. Uh, it's so cool. I can't be, I can't gush on it enough. I'm going to be buying these toys. These excite me. These toys excite me more than the Revelations toys. My only I, complaint is that Trapshot does not have changeable weapons. Yeah. And the show, he gets a chainsaw hand. This, See, he's just got a claw machine. I'm really hoping for a Masterverse version of Trapjaw. But honestly, I I would almost prefer a Masterverse release of Cronus over Trapjaw. So I hope I just, just hope because just yes. because yeah that version of Cronus has never been done and I I want that toy. Yeah, He's my all time cool. favorite Masters Universe toy. I've always said this is 2000X Trapjaw. Mm-hmm. That's, that is a toy. If they yeah. could give us a new version of that, I am down for anything after that. So. I was going to make the complaint or observation that I don't know if it's smart or if it's not smart because this works very well for Transformers in that there's a bunch of different play styles of toys. So you've got the movie figures, you've got the Bumblebee Adventure figures, you've got the Kingdom figures, and they're all kind of in the same four foot space at the store. And it's pick your poison and they can play together if you use your imagination. So Masters Universe, their retail footprint's doing the same thing in that they have the revelations toys they've got the origins toys and now they're going to be having the new he-man show toys plus the minis which again it's going to be just like transformers take your pick what you want um you know i think that that's kind of a modern uh like a modern approach because there's other licenses doing that right now like mattel has the halo license and they're doing the three and three fourth inch halo and they're doing the six inch halo plus they're doing the building halo um, then you have uh, Fortnite, where you have the three and three fourth inch. You have the six inch. You also have different companies doing the six inch. So you have the McFarland six inch, and then Hasbro's coming out with the six inch. Um, plus, we have the little tiny capsule figures, and then even like Roblox is doing that now. Yeah, where you, you know have all the little minis, and then you have the action figures versions. You know who's the king of this? Batman. Oh yeah, yeah. And it's been selling forever. Another toy that I I want I want minis <laughs> for this new show. Yeah. Because I actively buy the minis, and they don't get enough love. Um, and yeah, as of right now, nothing past what's out right now has been announced. I have hope because Netflix usually sticks with their cartoons. Yeah. Shows that, like, nobody watches, they stick with them. Uh, for whatever reason. So I hope that this kind of stays because it's a god damn it's so good now you know i i would be perfectly happy if they were able to get to like a four let's let's say a four solid season story yeah that would make me really happy i don't know if they could get everything i want in 40 episodes you know all right wait wait you know what no Oh, I feel like do 40. Keep the same characters, but have like 
E-Man in Space. Like, right. a new show, but it's just, like, a continuation with a new name. Like, they do that with the Troll Hunter show, I think. Um, but I hey, love... They could, they could do new adventures. Optic, I honestly please. think... I think they're leaning toward that. I really do. They joke like, about it can go into space. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And, I mean, I... I I love the Grayskull redesign. Oh my God, do I love the Grayskull redesign. It's so freaking cool. Um, yeah. But they they keep, I don't know, they kept hinting at space travel and there was that planet in the background uh, that they kept showing in some of the scenes where it was like, it almost looked mechanical, like stuff was falling apart off of it. And um, it reminded me of the old like moon base from uh, the new adventure stuff. Oh Yeah. yeah. So I was like, ah, I could see them, you know, playing around in that sandbox. I, honestly, if I had one complaint about this show, and it's very minor, it's just not my style, is I felt the transformation sequences were getting a little old after a while. Um, and even though they did shorten them some, but they, they were still just like, okay, we, we already saw this like in the last episode and the episode before that and the episode before that. Um, I'll agree the one with th- this. The one thing that got kind of annoying to me, and I, and again, I know this is not meant for me. This is not made for me. This is made for kids. And I feel like with kids, this connects to them. It's just something that doesn't work for me personally, is the different attacks that they were doing reminded me yeah. so much of Final Fantasy summons. When you would summon, like, you know, Bahamut or whatever in Final Fantasy, and it would, like, pan up to the moon, and then you'd see, like, a comet flying down, and... You know, then magic would shoot up and the dragon would spread its wings and breathe fire. And then you'd see the guy get hurt. <laughs> like That's every time he did like lightning strike or whatever. And he did that animation. I'm like, it's cool. I dig it. It's it's very anime inspired. Um, But after like the third time, I'm like, uh, OK, see, yeah, I'll uh, definitely skips leg day. I will definitely <laughs> yeah. say that I, I agree with that to a certain degree. Uh, I do. I feel like there should have been more variation uh, as opposed to like lightning strike fixes everything. But yeah, um, what happened to Thunder Punch? Like that. Right. Once they got further on, uh, they would almost mash different ones together. And then like towards the end, they were basically like, oh, hey, now we can bounce our powers off of each other. Right. Yeah. It's so I did like that. But. I also feel like uh, I I can't fully say that because, uh, well, I found, well, I did find it a, a little annoying and repetitive. I then absolutely adored each one for the villains. So, right. I'm just biased. Well, and that's that's what I'm saying. Like, I thought it was cool. Every every time we saw it, I was like, oh, that's cool. But because I think it's probably also because I binged it. It felt like I just watched this exact animation sequence not yeah. 15 minutes ago. You know, <laughs> so it's well, like, you know, they don't overdo it with the villains because it's only like the last two episodes. Right. Yeah. But the heroes like He-Man's using it like the first episode. Mm-hmm. And it's it's cool. It's cool animation, but it just it got it got old quick. It didn't bother me because the old cartoon Right. Was 90% recycled animation. Oh, yeah. Uh, Until next time. Yeah. Two points I wanted to make, and then we can kind of, like, move on until 
probably very soon because I had plans to go into the back rooms of Walmart to see if these guys are sitting back there and I could get them. These are supposed <laughs> to go on sale October 1st. Yep. Um, so I'm going to do a little investigating while I'm working. Um, the world building and the world design is way better than any other Masters Universe cartoon. Like, they put a lot of effort yeah. into every space the characters are in. Like, just look in the sky. They have, like, the blown-up planet mm-hmm. that is, like, synonymous with old Masters Universe. It's all it's all there. The castles look great. Everything looks really, really cool, and they didn't kind of cut corners on it. It's awesome. Um, if you want He-Man where you're sitting in the chair and your legs crossed and you're sipping tea... And you want adult He-Man, you've got Revelations. Yep. If you want to get down on the floor and play with your toys and, you know, eat cereal with your hands and have a blast, you've got the new He-Man in the Masters Universe. Don't get on the floor because you're probably 40 and getting (laughs) off the floor is a pain in the ass. Yeah. But that's the kind of difference. This is like if you have an an inner kid and you still, we still do. This show is going to speak to that kid. Revelations is going to speak to that kid that spent 30 years running through different storylines in their their head. Like, what if this happened? What if that happened? That's what Revelations is. Right. This is like selling toys and not in a way that's talking down to you. And it's just a good, 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 good show. See, now, and I, oh, good. No, no, go for it. I was say I know I mentioned this off the air, but now the the Nickelodeon Ninja Turtles is my all time favorite action cartoon. Like it just it trumps everything for me. I I love that cartoon from start to finish. There's not a single boring episode to me. I agree. How they did that, where it was like we're going to be nostalgic, we're going to respect the property, we're going to give you what you know and love. But we're going to stretch out all the characters. We're going to give you a lot of characterization for every character, including someone like Irma. <laughs> like we're going to and then give you stuff you don't expect with each of those characters. Um, I feel like that's what they're doing with this, where they're making it for kids, but respecting everything that came before it giving shout outs constantly to the old fans like, hey, remember this? Hey, remember Modulok? Like that kind of stuff. They're constantly given those little little shout outs while doing something completely new that is going to be fun and engaging for the next generation of fans. Yes. And TMN and TMNT, the Nick Turtles one, they killed it with that. I remember seeing little kids buying the toys The you know, the, the toys sold like hotcakes because of that. It was both kids and collectors. And I feel like Mattel like hit a home run with this where they nailed that formula of kids are going to like this, but old school fans are going to love it as well. And so if you guys are listening and you liked that version of the Ninja Turtles and your Masters of the Universe fans, check this out. Like you just you just throw your expectations out the window and watch it because it's just so damn good. The episodes are like short and bingeable too. they're like 20 minute episodes. Yeah. Another thing we should say we should be crystal clear. TMNT other than being made for kids, was made for a very specific audience. Us. Adult, horror movie fan, action figure collecting nerds. If there was ever a character that was an avatar for us, 
it was Michelangelo. <laughs> yes. That cartoon packed more horror movie winks per square inch than I've ever seen in my life. So good. Well, to be fair, the original series really did, too. Yeah. The, the, the original, original series, series didn't cast Bill Mosley. No, no, but they did have a Freddy analog. They yeah. did have, uh, I mean, we had all of the original Universal Monsters in there. We had Godzilla. We had uh, King Ghidorah. Like, there were a lot of horror and sci-fi references all throughout the original Ninja Turtles. I mean, Aliens was in there. You know, Terminator. Like, there was tons of stuff. Um, so that's, like, baked into TMNT's DNA. But the the more modern one, yeah. Not only did they bring that back. But they were also like, hey, let's get the guys who played these characters to voice them. So So, there is no argument from any of us that TMNT is the bar. Oh, yeah. And it is probably the greatest of that type of cartoon ever. And I I really do feel like this this is 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 in that same mold. Now, and I'm just gonna I'm just gonna put a question out there for for everyone to ponder. Uh, for the for a potential season two, do you think there's maybe a reason that the masters used the same material to repair their weapons that Skeletor can control? Hmm. You think maybe he's going to turn the Masters against each other next season? I Aww. bet that's an episode. Maybe we get anti-versions of each of the characters. Um, I'm wondering exactly bitch. that, because <laughs> it's the perfect setup for it, considering each one of them now has a weapon that Skeletor can take control of. Well, and See, keep... Keep in mind, we already saw Panthor as the shadow of Battle Cat. And so we already kind of set up that, like, mirror, the evil mirror image. They don't know where the castle's going to go. I was thinking they're going to go to Avion or something. Mm -hmm. But it could be very easily, like, anti-Eternia. Yeah. Oh, I really, I really loved that moment of, I want a Battle Cat. (laughs) <laughs> for my birthday yeah oh my god i love this skeletor so much he's, he's just oh i can't wait to buy his toy i know right I'm i don't like, know which one i want because they have like the bigger ones look really nice too i'm i'm gonna go out and say right now that i will buy the five inch like toy figures first um if i see the big the larger versions of he-man and skeletor i will probably get both of those just to pose on my shelf but I definitely want to get these toys and bash the hell out of them. <laughs> like, yeah. I want to play with these figures. Okay. So enough of us kissing He-Man's ass because good God, we do. Let me close on this thought. If you're a toy company that likes making TV shows for your properties on Netflix, I don't know, maybe you, you rhyme with Schmaz bro. <laughs> and you're thinking, gee, these guys are really doing it right. Only if we had a property that hadn't had a cartoon in a long time, like Shmi Shmo. Maybe, just maybe, you could make a new cartoon that wasn't Snake Eyes centric. You saying. know what? May- really maybe. Sad? I don't know. Go ahead. 
So, you know, what's really sad about that, too, is G.I. Joe Renegades was was possibly one of the best cartoons I've ever seen. Yet it was on the hub and nobody had the hub. Like I had to wait until it was available online and I adored that show. Like it was a team with G.I. Joe. I actually thought Resolute was better. Oh, I loved Resolute. But see, here we go. We got Resolute is very much like He-Man Revelations. Resolute, it. it was, what's that? It was also hard to find. Right. Well, I mean, I watched it when it when it aired on Adult Swim first. But um, yeah. Resolute, I mean, it was written by Warren Ellis. Like, they kill characters off. You know, it was violent. It, it was, you know, very much not the G.I. Joe we all remembered. Um, but it was really cool. Whereas Renegades felt like they took the old cartoon and updated it in the same way that, you know, this kind of thing is with He-Man, where it's like the old filmation He-Man, you know, no one really got hurt. You know, everyone was fine afterward. There was danger, but not much. (laughs) Like this new one is an updated version of that. Renegades felt like that. And I loved what they did with like the bio vipers and Dr. Mindbender. Like it was just, it was so cool. And like, how all of the different G.I. Joes, like Airtight and Barbecue and all them, they were different characters that they ran into along the way. It wasn't like this elite team. I don't know. I just thought it was really cool. It Yeah. Hasbro, get on that. And bring back the three and three quarters G.I. Joes. Stop. Stop with what you're doing. Stop it. You know what to <laughs> do. I, do it. And I feel like they really need to... Uh... I don't know, get a, get a decent team together for any potential show they're going to do and not sort of half-ass it and make the episode stretch by simply pacing the dialogue in ways that are supposed to be robotic yeah. but feel <laughs> inorganic. okay so guys i have something to admit this is a deep dark secret that i've kept for a long long time i was a goth teenager (laughs) actually let me correct that i wanted to be a goth teenager but i couldn't afford all the goth clothes yep so i was a salvation army goth teenager (laughs) <laughs> okay that's out Whew. yeah oh I had some questionable fashion choices to say the least oh yeah because was never a goth though I don't know if you could consider me you know cut like cut in the cloth goth but um I dressed like an asshole <laughs> So, and I dressed like an idiot until I met my wife. And then she was sort of like, oh, this guy's a fixer-upper. You know, like, there's just a lot of poop on this diamond. Let me clean it up, you know, and, like, <laughs> teach him to brush his teeth, buy clothes that fit, you know, new underwear. <laughs> I don't maybe, know. Maybe not dress like... Dr. Frankfurter and uh, Kurt Cobain had a baby, you know. (laughs) Um, I'll just be self-deprecating and 
Let me describe how I dressed my senior year of high school. I didn't understand. I couldn't wrap my head around like, why don't girls talk to me? It's because I dressed like an idiot. Maybe it was my sparkling personality, too. I don't know. Um, my wardrobe consisted of nothing but horror movie T-shirts that at the time I bought from a company called Rotten Cotton. Mm-hmm. Um, lots of these T-shirts were very questionable even now. So I had a shirt that said, I've had 21 abortions, which I thought I was being edgy. Uh, that got thrown away. <laughs> uh, I gave this away recently. I had a t-shirt of Michael Jackson with his arm wrapped around a little boy. I had, I still have this shirt, but I can never wear it. I wore it once and I got such a bad response from it. It's a dead alive t-shirt. And it's or it was brain damage because, you know, that's the proper title. Yeah. Uh, but in the back, in big red letters, I kick ass for the Lord. <laughs> <laughs> Which, if you've never seen the movie, there is a kung fu preacher that fights zombies. And he screams, I kick ass for the Lord before that's he gets killed. <laughs> and I wore it. My school was full of lots of confused religious kids so before they could kind of like wrap their heads around their identity they had to like i'm with jesus and that's how i fight the evils of vagina jesus jesus i don't drink and do drugs and jesus um and people saw that and thought i was one of them and got really excited not knowing that I was referencing this obscure horror movie that in my backwards mind, I assumed that everybody had seen. So <laughs> I wore it one day to school and got pulled aside by many people and like, listen, bro, I kick ass for Jesus, too. <laughs> so I was like, uh, OK. Mixed in with all of that, I still dress this way. Uh, flannels. Oh, all yeah. the time. I cannot stop wearing flannel. If it's not flannel, it's a Hawaiian T-shirt, which, <laughs> to my to my dismay, have never been cool, ever. But I'm a dad now, so I kind of just wear them unironically. I mean, I, I love Hawaiian T-shirts, so same. <laughs> yeah, uh, something that I did all the time is I dressed like Reggie Bannister from Phantasm <laughs> Two. So I would wear thermal shirts. And put t-shirts over them. But I just looked like a confused lumberjack. All the time. <laughs> in high school. Which makes no sense. And if I wasn't doing that. I had fishnets. That I would wear underneath my t-shirts. So I couldn't afford the full fishnet shirts. That you would get at Hot Topic. But I could afford the fishnet stockings. That you could get at the dollar store. So I'd buy them. And I would cut the feet off. And slide them up my arms and put a horror movie t-shirt over it. And I thought I was being cool and edgy. Because <laughs> you were. Um, but I just kind of came off as confused sexually. <laughs> I invented clothing that I thought were super creative that I called shants. Half shorts, half pants. Shants. <laughs> so I couldn't afford Jinkos. What I could afford were like baggy khakis that I would cut like a foot off 
So there were shorts that like went way past my knees and they sort of look like skater shorts. But they're just pants that I ruined that I would buy like Salvation Army that had like blood stains on them. And <laughs> I would cut them off at the ankle. So as soon as I was done wearing them in the wintertime, and because that's how kids dressed back then, you wore baggy pants and they'd be covered in salt stains. Oh, yeah. I just cut them off and turned them into half shorts, half pants. Shants. Yeah. <laughs> you shan't do that again. Which it more sounds like I shit my pants. Yeah, <laughs> I shanted. <laughs> Not shants. Oh, Lord. And when I went met my wife, that had transitioned into the T-shirt that was too tight. I do not have a physique. I have a body by bread. <laughs> so I looked like like a victim that Dexter just wrapped up in saran wrap. <laughs> but it was mostly like I didn't have money to buy food for a long time, like in my 20s. So I wasn't eating good. So I wasn't. I was skinny. I would buy shirts that didn't, you know, were properly fitting at the time. Got some money, ate better, inflated, and then I'm too cheap to buy new new shirts at a bigger size. <laughs> also, I'm like, it's a cool horror movie t-shirt. I can't like not wear it. So who cares if my stomach's hanging out? I'll just put a flannel on, and you won't know. Or you wear a thermal that's too big and put the small t-shirt over it. <laughs> yeah. Oh God! Oh, I yeah, like to say no, I love I'm, my wife and thank you for buying my clothes. Now, <laughs> I am I am right there with you. With uh... oh oh, I also have my own necklaces and jewelry. Oh God, oh. yeah. Because again, I couldn't buy the expensive big like bike chain necklace or the big bead necklace. <laughs> uh, so I had like leather cord that I stole from somebody. And then I had creepy crawler guts that I made in the creepy crawler skeleton molds that I attached to this necklace with, um, paper clips and bobby pins. So I sort of looked like a great value Pluto. From <laughs> Hillside Eyes. Oh God. Good times. I thought it was cool. No, in retrospect, no. No, it wasn't. <laughs> did you guys know creepy crawlers are back? I did Bird. not. I saw an all-new set of... Uh, I saw the all-new creepy crawler oven and, like, four different sets of new creepy crawler molds in uh, an HEB down here a couple of days ago. Son of a bitch. I gotta That's go shopping. Pretty awesome. Josh, why don't you embarrass yourself while I go on Amazon? <laughs> <laughs> I looked through the creepy crawler machine. Well, I was—I I am right there with you with the uh, the Hawaiian shirts. Uh, my some of some of my regular get up. Uh, I'm just not going to pull any punches. So some of my my regular wardrobe when I was younger consisted of uh, I did have a pair of Jankos. Uh, I did not get them new. I found them found them at Salvation Army. But they were the Jankos with the uh, the equalizer bars up the sides. Yep. Nice. Uh, and I was a tiny, skinny guy, so uh, it was basically like wearing tents on my legs. I mean, they already were, but even more so for me. Um, so I would I would wear like my tent pants along with a very large Hawaiian shirt. Uh, for some reason. 
I don't know why. Uh, for a while, I had a thing for visors. <laughs> let's let's all let's all question my logic there. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. So, and sometimes I would wear them backwards with ridiculously oversized sunglasses. Uh, I've never worn Jinkos in my life. Yeah, me neither. I, it was two reasons. One my spare money that would go into buying like a hundred dollar pair of pants went to toys and VHS tapes, but also like I couldn't justify spending that much on clothes. I just never wrap. I couldn't wrap my head around. It. I still can't. Was it drafty? Like were your balls constantly cold? <laughs> Cause you're wearing yeah, like yeah. the wacky inflatable tube guy. <laughs> I mean, t- yeah, yeah, I, there was definitely some some drafts, especially in the winter. I would have to, uh, if I chose to wear them, I'd have to wear a pair of thermals underneath because there was just too great of uh, a pant to leg space. <laughs> and uh, but man, I'll tell you, those pockets uh I could I could essentially walk into a movie theater with a two liter in my pocket and they couldn't tell. <laughs> Please chime in, listeners who wore Jinkos in the winter time. Why? In Western New York, I, why? See, I always, you're, yeah, you're yeah. getting frostbite. I always just pictured people sucking down into their Jinkos and like hibernating in them. Yeah, yeah. like <laughs> just I don't, I don't taking understand. shelter in their pants. Like, yeah, I guess you're cool, but why? In retrospect, I'm I'm positive, like, in the winter, if it was snowy, I'd find something else. But if it was just, like, an, an average winter with just snow on the ground and not, like, super piled up, I'd probably wear them and hike them up a little bit outside. But, but I mean, there, there was no good reason for it. I was a stupid kid. <laughs> well, yeah, that's the thing. Like growing up in the nineties, the, the fashion choices were kind of all over the place. Oh man, yeah. they were bad. They were bad. My fashion sense died in like 1992. <laughs> and really, See, I got to also add Hawaiian shirts have been endorsed by Weird Al since yes. the dawn of time. That's why yeah. we still wear them. Yep. I, I love Hawaiian shirts. Um, see, now, my fashion choices were kind of all over the board. Um, in high school, it was, like, kind of grunge. Like, I had the, you know, torn-up jeans. I had the flannels. Um, I had, like, a corduroy jacket that I wore everywhere. <laughs> uh, but I also had the the bead necklace the multiple rings. Like I had a weird eyeball ring that I thought was cool, but it just looked dumb. Um, <laughs> it was like cheap plastic eyeballs. <laughs> it's spooky. Um, yeah, it was, it was terrible. I also had one of those, uh, like the Gilligan hat, but it was like uh, a camouflage one. That yeah, I, wore all the I had time. that too. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I had a straight up, uh, like tan one. I'd yep. like to thank the, tan gilligan hat for keeping me single all through college (laughs) um yeah i i mean i definitely rocked all of that throughout high school and then like senior year right out of high school i i I tried the goth thing because i was always 
basically a goth kid as far as my taste went. You know, obviously horror movies. I, I read tons of horror novels. I was listening to stuff like Bauhaus and The Cure and all of that. So it was like I always kind of leaned that way. Anyways, I just never dressed like it. Um, my entire wardrobe became black <laughs> in 1998. And um, uh, I, I am embarrassed to admit this, but I'm one of those dudes that had the black trench coat. And my God, like it just was bad. Um I did the long sleeve black shirt where it was like, you know, the, the holes for your thumb. Yeah. For whatever reason. Oh, it was terrible. But uh, I also did the long sleeve shirt under the short sleeve shirt, which was also black. So I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I did that too. Yeah, it was, I started wearing leather boots, like big, you know, steel-toed boots in, uh, I want to say my junior year, and I just never got out of it until I was, God, like 38. <laughs> I just, I wore those forever. Um, but yeah, the, the goth look, I started kind of rocking that look for a little while because, again, I, you and I have talked about this on the Boogeyman's Closet, because of interests in goth girls. <laughs> it was the whole, hey, I, I, I like her. How can I get her to notice me? Let me dress really badly. Um, yeah, it never worked, but, you know. Hello, goth girls. I, too, am a goth girl. Talk to me. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Oh, painted the nails black, all that stuff. I did the trench coat thing, and I had to stop when Columbine happened. Yes. Um, yep. Thought it was cool. Mine was covered in latex stains. Uh, believe it or not, <laughs> but yeah, couldn't Mine wear was that just anymore. Cheap black trench coat. Um, yep. Thanks, Burlington Coat Factory. Yep. <laughs> I also had. Oh my god, this and this. I'm like. And there's at least two photos of me floating around wearing this, and I'm still really embarrassed by it. There was a point when I was just thin enough to wear Hot Topic clothes. Like, I've always been a big guy, but and Hot Topic, they, they're not very uh, friendly to the larger male. Um, but it was like 2X is about as high as they go on anything. And... Um, they had a black panel. It was a black shirt with the, the panel shirts. I still love panel shirts, but this looked like Guy Fieri decided to become goth for a day. It was like <laughs> neon blue flames. <laughs> and of course I was like, oh, that's cool. <laughs> oh God, I know this. I know, I've seen you. in that. I was going to say, I know you've seen me in that shirt because I wore it back in the day. And it was like, oh, my God, I saw a photo of me in that. And I'm like, oh, God, what was I thinking? But it was the late 90s and that kind of thing. I mean, you saw people in flame panel tees all over the place. Oh, it was so bad. You guys brought oh, a memory back. Come with me into the pit of darkness and flavor town as we go into the new season of Devils, Demons, and Dives. <laughs> <laughs> Hot topic, Guy Fieri. I the the most likes I've ever gotten on Facebook. I put something up for sale like every four or five weeks. I throw a bunch of stuff up on the Facebook Marketplace just to get rid of like a garage sale kind of thing. 
Mm-hmm. And I had a tote of my old Halloween stuff. And I had these suspenders that were covered in skulls. It was like a skull print suspender mm-hmm. that I bought at a costume shop back when I thought it would be cool to wear skull suspenders as a goth idiot teenager. <laughs> and I was I bought them. I wore them once, got made fun of horribly, and I never wore them again. So I made a very self-deprecating Facebook marketplace post of, like, I'm selling these suspenders that I wore as an idiot goth kid that I'm embarrassed that I ever owned for $3. And some sort of goth Facebook group got a hold of it, and it got, like, 10,000 likes. (laughs) And it was, like, for about a week, it was, like, my 15 minutes of fame because I'm the owner of these goth suspenders. You know, the whole goth thing, I have to say, I was a very confused teenager now that I'm looking back because it's like, weren't we all? Well, yeah, but musically, I was on two different ends of the spectrum. I loved my sad, gothy stuff, you know, but I also was a ska kid. (laughs) So it's like I'd go from real big fish to Bauhaus. Yeah, those are like completely opposite ends of the spectrum. Yeah, they are. I had and still have horrible, horrible music taste. So I was like <laughs> listening to Bjork. Lots of Bjork <laughs> and Weird Al and, and horror movie soundtracks. I'm not seeing any problems with this. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I mean, yeah. Some good but stuff. like, how does that translate if you're trying to like, because music is your identity at that age. So it's like, what music are you into? I'm into Limp Bizkit and Corn. What are you listening to? And it's like, I'm listening to the Conan soundtrack to psych myself up before I go mop floors at Wegmans. You know, it's like, uh, okay, dork. You know, it's, <laughs> <laughs> but really it was because all my money, I was, I just wasn't spending money on music like everybody did back then. You know, they had like a billion CDs. It was going to toys and, VHS tapes at Suncoast or Media Play. See, that's the one benefit I had working at Media Play was, well, I mean, I started off in the Hardlines department because I, when my sister had worked there, I actually helped the Hardlines manager fix his computer because my sister was like, oh, my brother knows about computers here and, you know, called me up while, while they were at work and I walked him through it. Um, so when I came in to get a temp job, he immediately remembered me and was like, yeah, you're going to work at Hardlines. Um, and I stayed there for a little while, but then they needed help in video and they found out that I have a ridiculous, uh, love for bad eighties movies. So it was like, Oh, let's keep him in video for a while. And eventually they stuck me in music. Like I just kind of worked my way around the store. But when I got to music, I was working with three people who knew a ton about music. Like that was their thing. Like they were about music the way we are with horror movies and toys. Um, so I kind of got in this little group where it was like, we would trade CDs all the time and we would just copy them onto our computers. So I had like this ever growing list of new music and got schooled on a lot of music I would have never known about. So I accredit media play with, with my expansive music taste at this point, but in high school, it was all ska and goth rock. (laughs) Well, I've recently discovered this hip new band out of Australia called acdc it's some like <laughs> it's some rebellious kids you know they got that angst that music is missing it's pretty cool the lead singer seems like a pretty cool guy i mean i hope he doesn't die of any like drug-related issues or anything <laughs> yeah i'm so out of touch 
I just and I'm at the point now. I don't give a shit. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> See, I'm constantly making a new random playlists on Spotify that um, I always forget people follow me on Spotify. So I make these really weird eclectic mixes and then I'll get mes- messages from random people on Facebook. Like, so I was listening to your Spotify playlist. I'm like, oh, crap. <laughs> like, I yeah. just pick a station on Sirius. Or I search an artist. So lately it's been a lot of Rick James. Nice. But. Eh. <laughs> okay. Bill has paid us for two more commercials. You guys ready? Or oh, our yeah. Guests, the ones of twos of dollars we're going to be earning off of this. <laughs> Oh, sure. Bill, in the dangers of huffing paint and home improvement. So sit back, relax, and we will be back in one minute. Hi, guys. This is Bill again. I come to tell you about more stuff to make your home seem kind of not so bad all the time, but kind of good sometimes. Today we're going to talk about how to fix your air conditioning unit in case it randomly doesn't start to work sometimes anymore. So what you want to do is is first you want to assess whether or not you got a broken air conditioning unit. Can you cook a hot pocket in it? Then it's probably broken because you don't want to be able to cook things in air conditioning unit. So what you want to do is, is you want to assemble your tools. You want to get your trusted tool belt. You want to get a bag of ice because it's going to get pretty hot when you fix an air conditioner because air conditioner is not working. So, so you need to keep cool. So get yourself a bag of ice. You also want to get yourself a toy dinosaur because that's going to make you smile. And you also want to get yourself a jar of pickles and a whole cooked turkey. So once you've assembled all your items and you're sitting in front of the air conditioner, you want to kind of put your toy dinosaur on top of the air conditioner. Now, it's going to fall off once you start running your air conditioner. So you will make sure to super glue it in place on top of your air conditioner so you always going to have cool dino air. All right? Okay. We're in the same place now. So next thing you want to do is sort of bang on the sides of your air conditioner a little bit with your hands and then kind of lick it to see what it tastes like. Does it taste good? No. Because you got a broken air conditioner. Broken air conditioners don't taste good. They don't taste good. That's why you got the turkey. So that now you want to sit and eat the turkey, and and then once once you're gone done all eating your turkey, uh, that's when you're gonna want to actually plug your air conditioning back in because it's not broken. You just got it unplugged, and then once you got it plugged in, you can flip it on and it's gonna work just fine because it wasn't broken. You just left it unplugged because you used to use a dummy. <laughs> <laughs> Cool dinosaur air. (laughs) Oh, that was awesome. All right. Oh, Bill. Bill can fix all sorts of things. So while you were doing Bill to keep myself from laughing, I went on Wish, and I think I found that T-shirt, Josh. (laughs) But they're not going to advertise it as being misspelt. (laughs) 
<laughs> See, I, I just love that the, the catchphrase was also in space. No one can hear you in space. Yeah. Yes. So they don't show the whole T-shirt in the picture, but I think it's the one where it's over the grate. Um, what's your shirt size? Uh, I am a small. I am going to just blindly order this and we'll use it at a giveaway if it's like a regular item. And if not, when's your birthday? Oh, it's in April. Oh, shit. Whatever. We'll find out. <laughs> uh, uh, in space, in no one can hear you in space. <laughs> I hate Wish. Oh, oh. Wish sucks. Like, I, because it's such a black hole. Like, you get on there and you can't get off. Right, I'm going to leave it on. Um, Wish. Blah. Even though a lot of our giveaways are from Wish. Ha ha ha. <laughs> so, guys, let's talk about the deathbed of the G.I. Joe line and what might have pushed it in the 80s, what might have pushed it over the edge, and that's the Ninja Force. Ooh, I had some. that Ninja Force. Did you guys have some? Oh, I had almost the, the whole freaking line. <laughs> some of them oh, yeah. were great characters. Mm-hmm. Some of them were a dumpster fire. Let's I dive mean, in. My main beef with the entire line is the action feature. I am yep. not a fan of spring-loaded action feature on three and three-fourth inch figures, um, especially in a line that's already been established to have like articulation as its main play point. Um, but that being said, I loved a lot of the designs, and I was a sucker for ninjas, like most you know eleven and twelve year olds at that time were. Um, so yeah, I had a ton of them. The one thing that I did do is because of the action feature, for whatever reason, they had those little pegs in the waist that would keep them from turning at the waist, Yep. which I don't understand why they did that. Um, but I sanded those off so they could actually move around. So ah. Ninja Force is a line of G.I. Joe characters. Some of you might know, some are new. Well, they all have some sort of ninja gimmick. Mm -hmm. A thunder punch, a kick, whatever. Anchored by your favorite Snake Eyes. Who, unfortunately, was ruined with some sort of god-awful kicking feature that got rid of his ball-jointed hips and gave him T-hips. Yeah. So, nobody finally looks back at Snake Eyes from this line. No. Nobody finally was... looks back at Scarlet, who also <laughs> had the same feature. Got off poison ivy looking piece. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Sartan has a big pink mohawk. I loved him. That was one of my favorites. Didn't he have the the kick or no? No, no, he had an arm chop. Um, and it okay. was it was like a bright orange mohawk. He had like the neon green pants. Yep. The bright orange mohawk. The big purple boots. Um, but he had, it, I just thought this was fr freaking cool. He had a sheath on his leg. Like it was completely impractical. It was like on the front of his thigh, but you could put two knives in there. Yeah. And I thought that was really cool. He was one of my, uh, my go-to cause he was, you know, he's a cool looking punk. Um, and then new characters like slice and dice. Yep. Became fan Ooh. favorites. Big fan favorites. Who's the red one? 
Uh, Slice. Slice has a Jouster's mask on. Not jousting, uh, Fencer's mask, but he's a red ninja, so kind of use your imagination. He looks cool. Uh, yeah. Dice is a purple ninja with this dragon mask. All of the ninjas come with weapons on the trees yeah. that you have to snip off. Um, who is the white guy, Bushido? Um, yep. Yeah. Yeah. Well, there was there was Storm Shadow was the the first one like that. Okay, Storm Shadow is just a cool looking Storm Shadow with not too restrictive of an action feature, so he still has most of his articulation. There's this guy with this crazy samurai helmet um, that has tusks on it. Is it Bushido? Um, I would say it's... Uh, oh, yeah, it is Bushido. I forgot about yeah. that guy. Okay, I know what you're talking about. The, the one with the white helmet. Yeah. He's yeah, white yeah. blue. He's very cool. There are a... There's a pair of brothers in the G.I. Joe end of things um, with like they have real ponytails that gimmick going on what the hell are their names <laughs> uh, Dojo and oh god I can never say this it was like <laughs> it's it's like T comma J bang <laughs> like to Jabang oh yeah okay Dojo and Jabang Jaboogie <laughs> Jab- uh, who one of them on had international cards is named Bang Joe. Okay. <laughs> Bang Joe. So, yep. Dojo and Handjob. Um, one of those guys has the T-hips, I think. Am I wrong? I did not prepare oh. for this segment. No, I'm not seeing T-hips on either of them. In fact, the whole first wave, uh, which was Slice and Dice, um, Dojo and Handjob, <laughs> Nunchuck, and Storm Shadow... None of them had the T-hips. That was all okay. wave two. Nunchuck guys, is a green ninja. Also very cool. Yeah. The only one that was uh, so, like definitely different from G.I. Joe construction in the first wave was Dice because he didn't have the O-ring type waist because his action feature was you. he had like the He-Man power punch almost. Yes. Um, so, but then wave two was uh, Bonsai who had the same thing as... Uh, dice that same power punch thing um bushido night creeper scarlet uh slice version two snake eyes and zartan and both uh, snake eyes and scarlet had the the stupid t-hips and then we had the vehicles the with the red ninja and uh god i'm not even gonna be able to say his name it's like taginzu something like that yeah but it was the battle axe and the pile driver were the vehicles and then let's not forget the the figure that clearly nobody can see at night in his bright pink and blue, the Night Creeper. <laughs> yep. Uh, no, who's, who's that guy creeping around in bright pink and blue at night? Oh, it's just the Night Creeper. <laughs> no, f*** you, Ninja Force. And <laughs> Sorry. A, a lot of these figures were reused later for the Street Fighter and Mortal Kombat figures. Yep. But real quick with that Night Creeper, this this is something that happened to me a lot as a kid where you'd see a cool looking illustration on the card back and like, OK, that's the figure I want. I want to get that figure. And this is what happened to me with Night Creeper because I bought Zartan and I look on the back of the box and I see Night Creeper and I'm like, I got to find him. I eventually got him and his neck is way too freaking long 
in the in the figure. So his head just looks really weird. And it's just an awkwardly proportioned figure. The same thing happened to me with incinerators. I was super excited for that figure. And then his head was super small, where if, uh, you know, you actually had a human being in there, his head would be smushed. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it just always bugged me. And then I had to turn him into a robot. Um, but the third wave of Ninja Force is what killed it for me. Yes. It was the, the shadow ninjas. With the disappearing gimmick. Yes. And the press, the plastic is beyond brittle. Oh, yeah. Unfortunately, because I bought a few, I got very excited. I got Snake Eyes. Mm-hmm. And immediately his thumbs broke the minute I put weapons in his hands. Yep. And I got it's, it's Night Creeper and Slice. And yep. they were crap. Shame on you. Shame on you, Ninja Force. But I will say, like, as far as the uh, as far as playability goes, like, yeah, they were crazy colors. They were like weird designs. But these these figures were a lot of fun to play with. Like they had really cool weapons. And again, you know, it was the early 90s. Ninjas were the thing. (laughs) They were just really fun to play with. Like, I love vehicles. The vehicles are great. And this is also like a lot of cool weapons. Yeah, came out of the Ninja Force. And it's unfortunate because this was sort of the last gasp of G.I. Joe. And you play with G.I. Joe's as a kid. Something that was always missing were ninja type weapons, swords, Mm -hmm. knives, commas, um, something that it didn't originate in this line, but was heavily packed in on the, the weapons trees were Wolverine claws. Yes. That you could snap onto the guy. So if you ever wanted a Wolverine style character, you got it. Um, if you ever use your G.I. Joe's in like fantasy scenarios, you never had swords. Yeah. Now you had a ton. Um, the vehicles were great. See, my, my, crazy, fav- my favorite Ninja Force weapons were the hook swords. Yes, the had. commas were awesome. Well, because there was the commas, but then there were like legit hook swords like oh, Cabal uses oh, in Mortal like, Kombat. Like Cabal. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like they were, they had the like the crescent moon shape on the hilt. And then they had the the sword actually came to a hook at the end. They came with and, hand job. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And I absolutely loved those swords because it was one of those things. You, again, you could use as like a zip line, <laughs> you know, and what kid didn't love doing that? I know. So that was oh, those are so much fun for me. And I know we'll get to it another day. But like for me, the 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 subline of G.I. Joe that I absolutely loved was the uh, the Star Brigade. It was around the same time, but yeah. yeah. So it was like, see, I feel well, well, I did absolutely love it. I -hmm. feel like Star Brigade was more of the, the final nail in the coffin for GI Joe than it was, uh, than Ninja Force was. Yeah. And Stargate was Stargate. Star Brigade was impossible to find. Well, yeah. See the, the, honestly, the, the last two waves of GI Joe was the really hard to find Star Brigade wave. And the Shadow Ninjas. I, th- I believe the Shadow Ninjas was the last one before uh, was like about a year later. They did the 30th anniversary ones, which were like the action soldier and like, you know, yeah. action sailor and all that. Um, but, yeah, I remember the, the first wave of Star Brigade, like the bulky suit guys and like the regular size, just you know, normal action figures that that looked like, you know, they were going into space. 
that wave was fun. The second wave where they had like the the aliens and stuff, that was really hard to find. Yeah. I never saw those. And they got re-released later at like KB. Yeah. Um, I always thought the aliens were kind of lackluster, especially like at the same time you had Kenner making aliens aliens. Right. Yeah. That would fit in just fine. And a lot of the figures were like reusing parts. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a little kind of crazy, but um, I'd also like to add that as a special surprise for this episode, an additional prize in our prize pack, I happen to have on me a in a very nice condition. It's not in the package. Very nice condition. Ninja Force Scarlet. Oh. Can be yours if you win the giveaway this month. Or if you so choose, I will mail it to Josh instead. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Please don't do that, please. But I have Ninja Force Scarlet, our new LeBron James, <laughs> ready to go that I forgot that I had. And I found it when I was cleaning out the garage, and I have a crossbow for it that doesn't go to her. But it fits with her because it's Scarlet. And I have one of her bizarre weapons, like a giant sword that makes no sense. But, hey, Ninja Force, come on. <laughs> I wish I had the hand job guy to give to you. But uh, unfortunately, <laughs> to Jabang, to Joe Bang, Bang, Bang Joe, Bang. yeah, butthole, whatever you want to call him, uh, yeah, Ninja Force, uh, we'll be kind of like going back to all the sublines of GI Joe, you know. So if you ever wanted to hear an in-depth look at Sergeant Savage, GI Joe Extreme, we'll be getting Force. to it. Echo Force is awesome. Well, Echo, but remember Death, the drug fighters? Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Those head, headman is such a great, bizarre character, and his headhunters. Yep, I love the headhunters. Um, great, crazy, weird time in G.I. Joe, man. Uh, <laughs> we'll be getting to it, I'm sure. Are you guys ready for a visit? Well, look, I do the best I can. I want to keep the wish segment going, but unfortunately we're not allowed to use certain characters anymore because they're offensive or they're on the sex offender registry, whatever court orders, etc. But do you guys have wishes planned? Maybe we can work something out. I oh. think I have a wish. Do you have a wish? Do you have a wish, Mike? Uh, I could come up with one. <laughs> well, there's, Somebody at the door at the playhouse. You guys hear that? Oh, should we let them in? Because we have a new babysitter. <gasps> a new babysitter. That's right. Hello there, children. It's me, Magdalena. Does that work? <laughs> it's, it's me, <laughs> Mrs. Doubtmangles. Hello. You rotten little bastards. Hi, Mrs. Mangles. I heard that you liked wishes. Is that true? Yep. And what kind of wishes would you like? I'll tickle your tum-tum. 
and I'll make you grilled cheese sandwiches with the crust cut off. And dinosaur chicken nuggets. Uh, well, well I tell know. Mrs. Doubt Mangles, <laughs> what should I for a wish? I would really like to see more Mighty Max toys. I want Mighty Max to come back. Don't you find it odd that Polly Pocket has never gone away? But Mighty Max disappeared like a fart in the wind. I do. I do find that weird. And oh, why is Mighty Polly Pocket getting this big resurgence, but Mighty Max isn't? Right. Well, why do little girls get all the cool toys? And, and the little boys with the cute little dimples just get Masters of the Universe and robots that turn into cars. You poor unfortunate souls. Is that your wish, Mighty Max? It is indeed. Joshua? Do you have a wish? I do. I wish that we could have a mass release Ninja Turtles line from Playmates. That like if there was a new cartoon. That, yeah, that isn't just re-released old toys. I want new Ninja Turtle toys from Playmates. Do you hear that, Playmates? Joshua wants new Karate Turtles. Do you too? Lovely little rapscallions know what my wish is. What's that? A time machine. So I could go back in time and teach your parents about proper contraception. <laughs> screw you. And screw you, Michael and Joshua. Mrs. Doubtwangles is out. Peace out, bitches. Goodbye! Oh, I wasn't prepared for that voice. <laughs> oh, I feel like Josh could have done it better. It's probably from me reading stories to my daughter. As soon as you said Mrs. Doubt Mangles, I, I, I was screwed. I couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. That's funny. I wonder right, if, if the listeners find this stuff as funny as we do. You know, I never get any feedback. I get Teresa will tell me like, you know, she like very constructive criticism. Like maybe if you had a laugh track on the ones that aren't live. <laughs> so like, we know like, cause our sense of humor is very bizarre, mm-hmm. but nobody's ever like ever commented on anything other than Susie and Dawn. That's it. Nobody's ever right. been like, ha ha Mangler Solaris, keep it up or please stop. So you guys don't say anything. We're just going to keep making ourselves laugh. I'm sorry. Hey, you know what? I I thought the same thing with the boogeyman's closet. I had questions about it because no one was giving me feedback. And so I asked a couple of people and and I got, I got feedback to keep doing what we're doing. So it's like, all right, well, I guess people like it. Yeah. Like, I mean, we have our fans that are pretty much our friends that are like podcast people and they just like new stuff to listen to. I'm sure we have a handful of people that are like ghost listeners. And mm-hmm. I don't know. They don't participate. Right. So wherever you are out there, please tell us. You know, Bill Gates, if you're like in your basement playing with your GoBots collection, laughing your <laughs> ass off at our bad jokes. 
just shoot me a text message or something so I know what direction to point us in, please. I, I did get a random message after the identity episode of Boogeyman's Closet where one of the listeners was like, I will never be able to call Jake Busey Jake Busey again. He is forever Baby Busey because <laughs> we kept calling him Baby Busey. I love Jake Busey. I think he's so cool. Yep. Anytime he pops up, I'm like, Jake Busey! And he... <laughs> He came to Scaracuse or Scaracon or whatever when it was in Utica. Mm-hmm. And they had it in this big amphitheater kind of place. And it's like any convention with all the up and down rows. And you could, you know, Artist Alley and the zombie. You meet somebody and there's like a table selling comic books right next to them. He right. slept through the whole show. So I never got his autograph. <laughs> <laughs> so there was two people I was really excited to meet. And this is like new autograph price new. I'm used to it when they're like 20 bucks. Mm-hmm. So Jake Busey was like 45. But nobody was bothering him, so he was just at his table asleep. He didn't have a handler with him. And <laughs> I really wanted to meet Robert Sadar, Maniac Cop. Oh, yeah. But he was drunk and Aww. like on the decline health-wise. So I was just afraid to approach him and I never met him and he died like a month later. Oh, that sucks. Because he cracks me up. Anytime I, I see a movie where he pops up, it's like Frank Stallone. I'm like, ah, it's, you know, it's Robert Sinars. <laughs> okay, we've got one last Bill commercial, and then we're going to wrap things up. Are you guys excited as I am to hear from Bill? Oh, of course. All right, sit back, relax, buckle up, and we will be right back. Hey, guys, this is Bill. I want to talk to you about a little bit of general home maintenance and how clean your gutters in case they're clogged with, you know, just a couple of everyday items like kittens. So what you want to do is you want to get ladders and you want to climb up and you want to assess how many kittens are in your house gutter. Because the first question you got to ask is, how is kittens getting in the gutter? Now, it could be that a trickster neighbor is luring the kittens into your gutter with Slim Jims. It could also be that your your friend is just using contraceptives like, like your basic Trojan condom, and he's just making balloon kittens and stuff them into your gutters. Either way, you got to assess what's going on with your gutter before you can clean it. If it's real kitties, you just want to give them like a ham is a treat. And it's going to lure them out of your gutters. If it's not real kittens, then you're going to want to like use like a pincushion or a porcupine and you got to clear it out. That's the only way you're going to clean balloon animal contraceptive kittens out of your gutter. Uh, but but if you know if it's real kitty, you just give them ham. Now if if the gutter is stuffed with like ham, you know you just want to eat the ham out of the gutter. It's okay. It's just free gutter ham. So you just eat that ham out of the gutter, and then you want to take your hammer and you want to spray it with the hose, and you just want to sort of chuck that through your gutter. Uh, if your hammer goes through your gutter and down the drain, then your, your gutter doesn't need cleaning anymore. 
It's been Bill's cleaning your gutter. I hope everyone enjoyed it. I'm going to go eat my gutter ham. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Thank you for the episode name, Josh. Gutter ham. Gutter ham. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I don't know why, but the the mental image of a guy in the ladder cleaning gutters out, just finding like old cuts <laughs> or a big piece of like Virginia baked ham, and be like, hmm, gutter gutter ham. so tasty. Oh, look at that! He's ham in the gutter is a perfect snack. <laughs> oh. Oh, <laughs> Bill is always funny. I've had a mild headache all day, and he's like, the laughing hurts my headache. <laughs> oh, Whew. are you guys ready for our Hall of Fame this week? <laughs> this one's a no-brainer. <laughs> Let me check to see who won. <laughs> to the shock of nobody. Okay, are you guys ready for the biggest landslide we've ever had? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. With a total of 13 votes. Skeletor took in nine votes. The Mangler took in two. And Rocks and Bugs and Things took in two. So I think that it's three to one margin for Skeletor. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, that sounds right. Congratulations, Skeletor. On the obvious, you beat the crap out of everybody. Uh, now I'm just picturing like the new new He-Man Skeletor giving old Skeletor the thumbs up. <laughs> yeah, it's just so good. Such a good See, show. You think we should have some sort of like when we hit 20 or something, do like a uh, final four bracket to see who the greatest of the 20 is or just leave it as a weekly thing? Um, that seems I, too complicated. You know what? I don't want to deal with that. Yeah. Yeah, say, that's kind of like. I kind of like just the weekly thing. Maybe at the end of the year we could we could round up something like who had the most votes out of all of them and just kind of like, you know, maybe give them the little fake gold trophy. You know, we could Ooh. also just have a special where we talk about the Hall of Fame winners for the year. Yeah. Oh, I that like works. that too. All right. Um, real real quick, at some point we are going to need like a comprehensive list of all the figures already chosen. Yeah. Uh, cuz I'm starting to think like my pick for this week, I was very excited about, and then I started thinking about it going, wait, did, did we just talk about this at one point, or did it get picked? Well, so, if, it, if it didn't win, re-enter it, right, Vincent? Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay. So yeah, he supports that. There's a lot that we should have won that didn't, because Don picked that Cabbage Patch Dolly eats children. <laughs> so if you want to put, like, Mutagen Man back out there, go for it. I gotcha. Okay. Uh, question for you guys. Can it go outside of toys, do you think? If I had, like, you know, I did the Freddy glove, but, like, how far off do you go? Um, I'm gonna, I, I think as long as it would be part of, like, a kid play pattern. Yeah. Okay. I don't think we want to get into, like, statues and stuff like that, but. No, I was, I was gonna nominate Fangoria issue number one. Um, I kind of feel like, That's I don't know, I feel like magazines outside the box. comics, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because then it's like, all right, yeah, no, that's just a can of worms we don't need right yet. I okay. feel like we, we could totally do an episode all about, you know, monster magazines and comic books. 
down the road. Yeah. After the Mighty Max special. <laughs> okay. I will go first with something that I've been wanting to nominate for a while now. I don't think it's going to win, but I think it needs to be mentioned. I am going to nominate the Pikmin's Vinyls first release, Spiderhead. Oh, that is a damn good pick. I love that son of a bitch. I have a ton of them. Anytime Josh releases that mold, I buy it. That was a, that was a ton of fun to make, too. Yeah. And that's how I met you guys. Yep. Just getting addicted to Pikmin's Vinyls from the Spiderhead. And that fun line. Fun side note, that, that Spiderhead was almost uh, quite different looking until an accident befell it, and I had to start over. Mm-hmm. You told the story. Tell it again. Uh, so... I had been, uh, I, I work in Monster Clay, uh, and very often, uh, because I'm in Texas, if the apartment's a little too warm, I'll chill it out in the freezer. Uh, and the spider head, being as fiddly as it is and tiny, I would very frequently pop it in the freezer. And one day, I had it chilling in there, and my partner accidentally knocked it out of the freezer, and uh, it shattered. And, like, basically totally ruined the original sculpt. So I had to completely re-sculpt it. Ruth, you got some splaining to do. <laughs> uh, but to to her credit, I liked the re-sculpt a lot better than the first sculpt, so. Yeah. It's an amazing little toy. I think my favorite version is the one where you put a little skull inside of it. Oh, Uh, yeah. That one is very, very sweet. I am going to go with Mike. What's your pick? Um, Well, now now I'm probably going to end up voting for that one. Uh, (laughs) But I'm going to continue to give McFarlane a little bit of love here. I'm going to go with the Monsters Series 2 Dr. Frankenstein playset. I absolutely love... I love that entire line of Monsters toys, but I feel like Wave 2 really killed it. Like, every set that they had really was just a solid play set. Tons of little detail, great little articulated figures. I love the the steampunk Dr. Frankenstein, the weird two-headed monster with the hoses all over him. Like, it's just such a great play set. Uh, And the the head of... Oh, go ahead, Josh, I'm sorry. The head of that little steampunk Dr. Frankenstein, I don't remember who, but it's one of the four horsemen. It's Cornboy. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Uh, you took my first point. My second point, we all know Todd's an avid listener of the show. He doesn't like <laughs> to admit it, but he, he's waiting with bated breath. He, you know, wants to be a guest and everything. If he, you know, he's in the mood of bringing back some of his old properties, I think this would be a good one. Oh, I totally Yeah. Uh, and the Dr. Frankenstein set connects to the Frankenstein set for a yeah. two-tiered lab playset. Yep. Which uh, I loved. I Same. am still upset I lost the brain that goes inside the Frankenstein. Um, yeah, I did too. And I think those are gone. I think I, they broke all of mine or something. I don't know. All those sets were just so cool. I sadly uh, don't have mine anymore. I love them. But yeah, that two-headed monster is really cool. Um, 
I liked all of the sets except for Dracula. The vampire set was a little too extreme. Mm-hmm. Um, but the the werewolf is amazing. Yep. The the Frankenstein you've got the Phantom of the Opera is a little weird. The Mummy set's awesome. Doctor Frankenstein set's awesome. The Hunchback set's awesome. They're all really great. See, the thing I liked about the Dracula set was not only did you have the the working coffin, but you had that the 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 old school transformation feature where you put him on the slab and spun it around. And there was a vampire bat on the other side. Yeah. Plus, I was like, you could stake him in the chest. Yeah. Yeah. It was just fun. <laughs> um, man, all those sets. Oh God, I don't have enough money. I want them. Um, all right, Josh, you're rounding it up. What's your pick? You know, I'm I'm gonna dip back into uh, Masters of the Universe. Yep. And I'm gonna go with King Hiss. Yeah, there's our winner. Yep. <laughs> King Hiss is a great figure. What King Hiss? Uh, uh, the vintage King Hiss. Okay. That that King Hiss, uh, when I was a little kid, I lost one of the outer arms, too. So he was forever uh, with a single snake arm. And I didn't love him any less. And I'm I... desperate, desperate, desperate for them to introduce the snake men and fucking origins already give me king hiss (laughs) you know i love the snake man love (laughs) him and i remember Mm. finding king hiss and just being so happy when i was a kid i remember buying him at (sighs) lionel kitty city and then going to wendy's playing with him and just thinking he was the coolest because you could take his skin off yep i love that gimmick and while I wasn't crazy about the way they did that gimmick in the 2000X line, I loved the design. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The whole and story hey, arc of King S in 2000X is great. And hey, they still, worked the, they still worked the gimmick in, so... Oh, yeah. I can't be too harsh on them. How do you think they're going to do it for the Origins figure? Like, I, I, do you think they're going to give him, like, removable limbs? No. I, I really think it's, think just it's gonna, gonna be, be a swappable snake. parts. They haven't done any gimmicky for anything for the new figures. Other than the battle armor stuff. Yeah. Right. That's why I'm thinking, like, do you think they'll just give him like swappable parts? They didn't do it for Trapjaw. True, but do you think they're actually gonna give him like the removable skin and like completely change the ar- the articulation? No, I think you'll have a snake arm or something. You know what would be really cool is if they were able to keep the same base articulation uh, and still have, like, a sleeve that popped off over it. Yeah. Yeah. I I just, I don't know. I have a feeling, like, if they're not going to go, like, full action feature with him, he'll probably be a deluxe with, like, some kind of swappable pieces or, like, Maybe he'll have both where it's like the the shell armor and then like, you know, articulated arms you could pop in. That's true. We don't know if they're going to do that, what they've been doing with Origins with the. um... You guys are talking about the Origins figures and I'm talking about the Masters Universe new cartoon. Oh, no, no. I'm talking. Yeah, totally talking about Origins figures. All right. Yeah, then they're going to go all out. I think they'll do swappable parts and make them deluxe. I I just want them to have 
I just want to be able to pop the skin off because I'm a weirdo like that. <laughs> that, you know, they they did sort of a proof of concept with that Jake the Snake, so. It's, yeah, it's True. doable. I think King Hit, not King Hit, I think uh, Cobra Cat will be first, though. Yeah, I think so, too. Plus, he was already teased on one of the card backs. Yeah, he's always kind of your, the introductory Snake Man. Yeah. Plus, if they give him that classic uh, water spray, water misting action feature, then uh, they could really use it, really easily reuse that piece for Dragon Blaster Skeletor. Yeah, they yep. could. They could make him the hand sanitizer action figure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So it's plug time, guys. Josh, what's coming out from. Pikmin's Laboratories. Any jowly sculpts you're working on by any chance? Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm working on some crazy old... What is it? What was he? Swiss? I Danish call or him, Swiss or something? I always want to say German, but he was not German. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm working on a mini bust of Hans Rudy Geiger. Geiger? I know there is much debate for that, so... Uh, and man, he's been a lot of fun to work on, uh, gearing up to release the household haunts, which are the original ghost minifigures, which harken back to the start of Pikmin's when we started the wonderful, uh, entire thing with Bernie, the ghost toast, uh, very, very excited about those. Just, uh, finishing up some of the card art well not card art header tag art really for that uh and once that's done i'll be able to announce those officially uh and after that uh i don't remember but other stuff because there's (laughs) i'm because i'm always working on like five to ten things at once because i'm never happy unless i'm juggling multiple projects so Mike, I know Maurice's birthday episode just dropped and there uh, is a slight delay because Dawn got called off to help out the Justice League. Yep. But she'll be back very soon once Eclipso gets put back into his volcano. Um, (laughs) So what's coming up? Uh, Well, our next episode uh, will probably be later this week. Normally it comes out on Monday, but... Uh, it, it'll be club dread episode one eleven, And, um, we absolutely have to have Dawn on there with us as we've been talking about this film since she very first guested on the show. So we're like, no, we can't do this without Dawn. So we're, we're looking forward to recording that. Um, but there'll be two episodes in quick succession, uh, that will come out. And then the following episode, the last episode for this month will be scream, um, which will be one twelve. There's also a, I don't want to ruin things, but a little surprise coming sometime soon. Um, so maybe another episode somewhere in there. Mike's but, uh, pregnant. <laughs> <laughs> pregnant with sausages. <laughs> uh, I was hanging out with Bill. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, so with September uh, coming to a close, we'll be getting into haunted house movies. I'm really excited for that. It's uh, it's our first time. I mentioned this last episode, our first time of splitting the um, the topic into two distinct 
versions of that genre. So we have the haunted house attraction movies and we have haunted house, like traditional haunted house movies as well. And so far it's seeming to lean more toward the haunted house movies, a traditional style, but there's a few attraction movies that are getting a lot of love, uh, particularly fun house and hell house LLC. So looking forward to this. Hell house is such a fun movie. It really is. See it. It's on my list of Halloween October one movie a day watches. If I can figure out how to edit the show and watch a movie every night, I'm not sure if I can pull it off, but it's on there. Yeah. Trust me, man. I understand that. (laughs) I feel like I am going to be like breaking some sort of law. If I don't watch a horror movie every night, usually I get like, I miss maybe two days where I'm just Mm -hmm. burnt out and I can't do it, but I think it's going to be pretty bad. We'll see. See now. I, I don't do that horror movie every night just because I, I just can't figure out how to get the time for it. But I'll do binge sessions where like throughout the throughout the month, I'll on like a night off. I'll watch like four or five movies. Um, but I'm also desperately trying to get back into the drawing swing of things. And uh, I know I've been sharing some of my quick 15 minute drawings with you guys Um but I'm, I've been trying to do that every day just to kind of exercise, you know, my hands and get used to the pausing start stop kind of thing. But I do have something planned for October that I'm desperately working on trying to make happen. I used to do all the different challenges for October, like draw Halloween and October. And I had my own little challenges. That's actually how all this started. I started doing uh, drawing uh, movie monsters as if they guest starred on a Hanna-Barbera cartoon. Um, looking back, the artwork is terrible because I started that like 11 years ago, but, uh, I also did my own monsters, which is actually how, uh, Bernie, the ghost host came around. Um, because it was, I, I did a new monster every day for a year, but it started in October. So I definitely have something planned for this October. I'm hoping I can stick with it. So stay tuned for that. Cool. It's a baby. A baby made of sausage. <laughs> Our ratings have slipped so much that we're adding a plucky child into it. And Oliver. <laughs> oh, I'm going to draw that. All right, guys. Okay, misters, we're going to talk about all the horror movie stuff. I'm going to lisp really naturally. <laughs> all right, guys. This is Mike saying... Don't forget to eat your gutter ham. Mmm, <laughs> gutter ham. Oh, kittens in the gutter. Yep. You guys gonna, you got any parting words or should I just blow us up? <laughs> Goodbye. Never ride a gorilla in the mist. <laughs> See you guys. Thank you for listening. <laughs> Bye. Bye.
<laughs> Count, I've never followed you before. I haven't the time for it. No, Count, not even you will remember that you spelt Creepyhead with a K to avoid being sued by Play-Doh. Count, Facebook and Instagram likes please you, so grant me my friend request. And if you do not listen, to hell with you!